0: after combat. Okay,
1: so this is the Advance After Combat podcast. It's a podcast about wargaming, uh, wargames, and our experiences playing, you know, a significant amount of garbage time mixed in. Very much. This this podcast is explicit occasionally, so uh, you may hear words that are not appropriate for young people or uptight people, um, but it's not about being explicit. It's just generally it just happens.
2: Just how we because,
1: talk. Because some of us drink while we're podcasting, and uh, some of us curse, I drink, him. so it's not really, thats not really as much of a factor. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by myself, Dave, uh, my co-host Jason, hello, and a mystery guest. We bring on a mystery guest each month from our uh, our guild on BGG. Uh, to be honest, some of them are really good hosts, better than us, and we probably would be better off if we would just take one of them and have them be the host the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> But that's not how it works, folks. So so we have selected a mystery host from the the BGG Guild, and this month, the mystery host is Jeff.
2: Fan favorite.
0: Hello, everyone. Yeah. So now we know, folks, that it's about 11 months is is the time it takes for Dave to forget how shitty it was the last time (laughs) I saw on.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like I should bring you back on just out of uh, courtesy. You know, give you yeah, a, yeah. another opportunity <laughs> to come another on. Go. Because, yeah, I think you were a little too drunk last time, Jeff. So uh, I think mm. you have to make up for that. So that as the kind of beer opens.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly.
1: So, um, yeah, Jeff is from Canada, which is the land that adds a U to normally spelled words. <laughs> what, what are the words, Jeff? Is it gray, armor,
0: labor? Well, we call oh. it gray.
1: <laughs> Wait, but do you do you spell gray G-R-E-Y uh,
0: or G R Y I, I think most people spell it R-A-Y. I think I spell it R-E-Y just to be, you know, different. Um, and do, well, do Canadians generally spell Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh I was just naming out all the U words that you guys misspell.
3: Mhm.
0: There oh, okay. was a few.
1: okay. There was a was a cold Canadian wind blowing through our, <laughs> our podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a Hey so uh and Jeff is also well known because Jeff is the I believe the commissioner of our Guild Fantasy Baseball League.
0: Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: In which he's made hit by pitch the number one scoring stat which is completely derailed and broken the league.
0: It has not. So, you know, I gave I everyone to, to, to infamous, I gave everyone the chance to comment on it, and if you actually bothered to check the guild once in a while, you probably would have seen that posting uh, about a five days before the draft saying, hey guys, this is what I'm going to do if you have any objections. And we can go back to that thread, Dave, and I don't think there was any objections.
1: Uh, I'm the moderator of the guild, so of course I check it. Every single post gets approved <laughs> by me before it goes out. <laughs>
0: of course, it right. gets edited. So, so Dave, and also looking at your stats, which I have, you've actually done fairly well by that rule. So, I would I would quit the whining right
1: now. It, but it's about fa- it's more about fairness, Jeff. It's not about okay. making me better. We know my team won't make the playoffs <laughs> in any
0: in any fantasy you league. That the duck is like in second place. Right. That's the first
1: sign that maybe the scoring system doesn't work.
0: Yeah, or or, or that <laughs> the, the league is broken, probably. But uh, yeah,
1: because because you can have a guy get luck. I had a guy get, I think, like four home runs in a week, and he still scored as much as a guy who got hit by a pitch that week.
0: Well, it takes some talent to, uh, and, and and bravery to lean in on that plate, you know. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I, yeah, I guess know. I think kind
0: of it's a, some skill involved. Anyway, it's too late now, so.
3: <laughs> so you can't
1: you can't go back and change it out.
0: I'll, change uh, the I will score. check for you, for you, Dave. I'll do anything, and I will check. I don't think I yeah. can, but I, I can try. I will it, doesn't, it doesn't seem worth it, Dave. Okay. That we went head to head last week and you, you pretty much cleaned my clock. You beat me by hundred points. So
1: which, which team is your? I don't even know whose team is whose.
0: I'm I'm a Rod's yeah. dealer. Okay. <laughs> I I actually did not lose literally one. in in, in real life. IRL.
1: I think I lost one week by like six points. So it's been close. So I'm hanging. Whatever. I feel like my team is better than it's playing. But,
0: yeah. The right. the key to the league and some people do it, some people don't, is to really switch out your players. Like you, you get guys on hot streaks and, you know, you, you got to get them off the waiver wire and, you know, watch your DL.
1: So, now, can you only switch the lineup on Sundays
0: or can you no, switch it up? You can switch page? it daily. See, I have no idea how the thing to, even works. You have to switch daily, um, especially your, your pitchers and check who's starting, who's not. And you can always tell instead of like looking up every single stat, there's a little, little like, uh Arrow on the guys who are starting that day, and if someone's not starting, uh, and usually get about, it seems to be about two or three hours before game time. Say, uh, like a position player, they'll have a right. little X in one of those columns. So now,
1: uh, so you can't then switch them out, maybe because they've already played that day or they're currently playing. Is that why the fill you know, the box? Now once
0: is- once the game stop starts, you you won't have the option to to switch them out anymore. But right up until there.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't catch last. You're you're kind of cutting in and out a little bit for me.
0: Oh, really? So are you. I think it's your fault. No. Right, up until, yeah. J- right Jason, up until Jason, are you hearing
1: him more clearly? Or?
0: Dave, I think you're cutting out. God yeah. damn it! So you spend all that money?
1: <laughs> totally bullshit, dude. This fucking stuff sucks. <laughs> I
2: think it's I think it's more your internet connection than the the headset or the microphone. So yeah.
0: Are you on yep. AT and T, Dave? Yeah, but I was fine on my iPad, so that's weird. You pay your bills this
1: month? I did.
0: Oh, you go.
1: I mean, like, like literally, the computer is like 10 feet away from. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: We should be done talking about baseball.
1: Okay. I just wanted to figure <laughs> that out. Okay.
0: You're such a know. sports fan, Jason. Come on.
2: I am not a baseball fan, though. <laughs> As a Canadian, how did you get into baseball?
0: Well, we have well I, I grew up in Toronto, so we've always had the Jays oh, I got the, and the Jays. and pretty popular. Like they're they're number two to hockey always have been, but uh huh. I don't know. Like I went to a lot of games growing up and uh in the late eighties, which was when the Jays get really good. And of course I, I move out west to Vancouver just in time for them to win back to back World Series, so nice. I have to watch that yeah. long distance. But uh yeah, I've always been I'm actually more of a baseball fan than a hockey fan. I think it's just, it's more possible. And, you know, I like, I, I live, uh, 15 minutes from Rogers Center. So, and as, uh, John can attest, we, we, he came and visited last summer and we went to a game and it's uh, it's a pretty nice place to see a game the dome open and, you know, hot summer day. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I like it.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm getting enraged by my shitty connection here.
0: <laughs> what did Duck say today? He, he says angry Dave is, is the angry. best. <laughs>
1: Like it's like fuck. I mean, like, I don't know. My house just isn't built for podcasting. I think I need to buy a new house.
2: <laughs> I, think, I think yeah. I think that's that's a solution. There's your problem.
1: <laughs> that's Because yeah, I tried to even the, the biggest problem I had was if I was going to record and and the idea was that I would record on my side of it also as a backup. Mm-hmm. But because I uh, my I, it's almost impossible to find a Skype recorder that that'll work on an iPad.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know of any.
1: Yeah, they mm. won't do. Uh,
2: All these stupid technical issues.
1: You know what? I'm going to tear this down. I'm going to. I'm going to call you guys back in a second. I'm going to go back to using my stupid iPad. Okay. All right. There we go. How do I sound now?
0: I sound good. You sound better.
1: I went back to the magic podcasting shirt. Well,
0: oh, that's, that's that was the problem.
1: Fucking goddamn. I'm not even going to get
3: in the bullshit. F- <laughs> okay. Is,
0: uh, I feel but like now you're that. angry, Dave. You're an and angry Dave is, is definitely uh, a motivated Dave. So yeah, I'm- quality, quality material. Knock yes. this out. This is going to be a good show. So f- fuck this show. We're going to own this show. That's All right. right.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so it, it, it rained uh, yesterday in Los Angeles and, uh, People in Los Angeles are like completely unprepared for rainy weather. Uh When I I, I say rain, I mean it rained like half an inch. It was drizzling. And everyone immediately crashes off to the side of the road. Like the second water is on the street, they're like, they (laughs) crash their cars everywhere. It's dangerous. Totally ridiculous.
0: Especially when you live in an area that has no water.
1: Right. (laughs) Yes. I drive like a a two-hour drive home when it starts drizzling.
2: Yeah, we got rain out here the last couple days too. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, one of the things that happened is, and, uh, and people don't realize this, obviously, but we did record a podcast about two weeks ago uh, when we had uh, Matt on as our mystery host. And it was a really good podcast, and we had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got really crazy uh, towards the end, uh, but unfortunately, something happened technically, and we, while we really enjoyed ourselves, uh, it wasn't successfully <laughs> recorded. <laughs>
2: and strangely that was okay it was a really good conversation
1: no it was a great time but i mean obviously yeah it would have been nice to share it but so so the dilemma we had was um i didn't really want to bring matt back again and then like what talk about like it would have been weird so matt's going to get another opportunity to come on if he wants to uh I haven't offered it to Matt yet because of course Matt would go Matt would go ah. <laughs> like It was a very psy
2: podcast. Every time oh, I'd ask boy.
1: Matt, I'd be like, Oh, dear me. Oh.
0: That's why he changed his avatar. Like Eeyore. Yeah. Eeyore. Oh, is that the story behind the Eeyore? Yeah, okay.
1: every, halfway through the podcast I'm like, what are you fucking Eeyore? Like every question oh, I ask you, like I, I was like, so how'd you start Wargaming?
0: gaming?
1: <sighs> let's
3: see
1: <laughs> so uh so so because we kind of wanted to uh bring in somebody uh and, and kind of do a podcast midway between uh having our next host on um uh I thought it would be nice to bring Jeff back and have him on so Jeff is kind of like the girl who uh, nobody else was available that night it's getting late we're kind of drunk so Jeff is kind of like our booty call. Like we're just yeah. going to call him because we know Jeff is going to come over.
0: He's now. game. He's, down. He's coming over. Je- Jeff's easy. DTF. Jeff's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the B team here.
1: Basically, Jeff saw Put the caller in, Coach. ID. I'm
0: ready. Put me in. Yeah,
1: Jeff saw the caller ID and already she's halfway down the stairs running to it. So.
2: <laughs> and we appreciate it.
0: Yeah.
1: So, and there were a couple yeah. things that came up. I have that low I wanted self-esteem. To talk <laughs> That's good. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> The, uh, there were a couple things that, uh, I wanted to talk about that we talked about on the last podcast just briefly because, you know, it's weird for Jason because we've already kind of talked about it, but, uh, some of the stuff I just wanted to mention. Um, and one of the first things was I've been listening to a new podcast, uh, that I've really been enjoying. It's called the drunks and dragons podcast. And it's basically, uh, a group of people in a dungeon master and they start playing D and D except they're drinking. And, uh. <laughs> It's really good. That's awesome. It's really fun. They, I mean, they did a Kickstarter and got the, after a couple of they, so they're actually very successful now. I think they're into like 130 episodes, but I'm at like 40. But man, they're a riot to listen to. Very funny. So I recommend that one. I'll have to check so, that out. And then um, I also gave. Yeah, it's called Drunks and Dragons. All
3: right.
1: And the other okay. thing was. I think I think that's it. I'll talk about my dog later. We talked about my dog last time, but <laughs> <that'll be good. laughs> But uh, so uh, Jeff, I don't think we need to go into the whole history of your wargaming. But are you interested in taking a quiz? Or kind of skip oh, quiz of and move on.
0: No, let's do the quiz. Okay,
1: now the quiz, and I, is, and
0: I have to because because the intern is doing the quiz, right? Right? Yes. right
1: now, now for people who are interested, Matt took this quiz and got a zero out of everything completely wow. failed this wow. the so, good news is because he didn't no one heard the quiz we can now use can it again read it.
0: Read. so uh, I'm, I'm gonna call matt now um, <laughs> found a friend so, so so now that we're recording i have to do a shout out to our, our intern braxton and and, and sorry braxton because we're actually supposed to be paying paths of glory tonight so i emailed him yesterday or geek mailing me he said hey braxton i gotta cancel and you can we postpone till next week and uh, he didn't even ask me why. So now, uh, now you know why, buddy. Now Sorry. you know. Yeah, yeah. You come second to the podcast, Braxton.
1: Uh, that
2: means so a lot to us. Through,
0: so you're used to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: okay, so basically, we have a we have a quiz. Uh, uh, the, it's it's not required. It's a voluntary quiz. It's not something that we can try to embarrass. Uh, our listeners, our hosts on when they come on, we're going to try to run a quiz by them. But I will point out that when we had the quiz turned on us, I think we did pretty respectably. So
2: It was a team effort, though.
1: It wasn't. Yeah. A team effort. And we had a very gentle uh, quiz master, too, I think. That's Jesse true. was, was, he was trying to make gentle. us look good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's get into it. So basically, it's a bunch of questions, and we're going to start now. Operation Barbarossa began in June 1941 when Germany invaded the Soviet Union. Name five German army commanders, Colonel General and above, who took part in the Barbarossa campaign.
0: Holy shit. Um, this is all going to be guesses because I actually, I don't, (laughs) I don't know much about apart from reading Antony Beaver's Stalingrad. I haven't, uh, read much about the Eastern Front. Um, von Manstein. Uh yes. Oh hey there you go. Correct. Uh, you said you said army commanders right?
1: Name five German army commanders, okay. Colonel General yeah. and above. Okay. And Barbarossa. Yeah. Um.
0: There's so many people just yelling at their or will be yelling at their their iPods and radios soon because they know all these. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't name any others. That's, that's about it. Do you want me to run through all the, the names, all the answers? Sure. See, I was going to say Richthofen, but I know he's in a, he was an Air Force commander, but I don't even know if he was there. No.
1: Uh, Ernst Busch. Oh, and you know, this is going to be painful for any German listeners, but whatever. Ernst Busch, uh, Feder von Bach, Heinz Guderian, Ewald von Kleist, Unter von Klug. I'm just going to do their last names. Von Kulcher, von Lieb, Model. Uh, Raus, Runstedt, Schorner, Steiner, Reichenau, Paulus, I think, and and Wiedlin. Okay, so there you go.
0: So one out of five. So I'd, heard of a, I'd heard of a few of those guys. Guderian, obviously, and Paulus, but uh, and yeah, Model well known. Runstedt. Model, yeah. They became. Von Rundstedt, yeah. Runstedt.
1: I think Model is the correct pronunciation, right? Not model.
0: It would be. It would be. Yeah. No <laughs> Okay. Model. <laughs> okay, the okay, next. So we question. got one. One out of okay.
1: Four. Don't don't slow me down. We're bracing through this. <laughs> it's, <a good> start. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too long. <laughs>
0: don't stress me. Come on, man.
1: Man, I'm trying to beat this podcast episode down. I want to make this <laughs> own it. <laughs> right. Horatio Nelson was one of the most decorated British flag officers involved in naval actions during the Napoleonic Wars. Mm-hmm. Name fight, battles or naval encounters he took part in. This
0: okay. one's super hot. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Battle of the Nile.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he might have been at Trafalgar. I'm not sure about the one, though. Um, Is that a sarcastic that was, sarcasm? That, was, that was sarcasm, Dave. I know. It's uncalled for.
3: I knew it was a sarcastic
0: uh, Nile, Trafalgar... Uh, doo-doo-doo-doo. Um... My dog's name is Nelson, by the way, and I Mm. named him. I think think
1: Canadians sound naturally kind of sarcastic.
0: (laughs) uh, That's our superiority complex.
1: (laughs) You're Uh, like, oh, Americans are so cool.
0: (laughs) Yes. We're like, oh, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, guys. You Canadians are so nice all the time. What the hell? they're
1: so complimentary. They're like, Yeah, dumbass, they were being sarcastic. Like, oh I just went to Canada. Everyone was so complimentary. Yeah, they were
0: great. They <laughs> hate you. What are you talking about, you idiot? Hey, you're trying to you're trying to distract me from the the task at hand here. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Heaven forbid there's show around your stupid quiz. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I should know this, I'm gonna have uh, I know John Allgood is going to fucking yell at me for getting half of these wrong. Uh, Copenhagen, um, yes, yes, eighteen oh one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Also a solid
1: brand of uh, tobacco. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so there's three, and I have to get five. Yep. Well, those there's, were his three major fleet actions. There's the I know battle of school. Battle of school. Marlboro. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Okay. Copenhagen, the Nile, Trafalgar. Yeah, they'll come back to me later. He he had. had uh,
1: Okay, that's good. Three out of five.
0: Three out of five. Yeah. Give me the other two. What I miss? Oh Jesus.
1: Well, there's more. Excuse me. Fort San Juan, Grand Turk, Calvi, Genoa.
0: Genoa? Just Genoa, yeah. Genoa.
1: The Piers Islands, Cape St. Vincent,
0: Cadiz. Oh, St. Vincent, man. I should have had that one.
1: Yeah. Santa Cruz, Tenerife, Malta, yeah. and Raid on Boulogne. I,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it was, it was a, one of those smaller raids where he actually lost his arm. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was well, a land-based raid, but... Yeah. That's fascinating, Jeff. Anyway, next yeah. question. No, my, uh, my, my medals <laughs> knowledge got me through that one. Wow. Okay, on. Okay, so the, three out of five.
1: Yeah, that's pretty Dur- good. During the American Revolution, <laughs> get the Go ahead. List. During the American Revolution, foreign military officers played a major role in the eventual success of the Continental Army and Navy. Yeah. Name five Army or Naval officers from fresh from Prussia, from Prussia, France, and Spain, who fought with the Continentals. Um,
0: Lafayette. Yes. And what do I know? That's it. That's it. That's all I know.
1: Uh, Von Stuben I thought you done that one. Uh, no. Nah. The guy who trained, isn't he the guy who trained the, the American army at uh, Valley Forge? I think. The Prussian. Uh, Rochambeau. <laughs> it's, never so, <laughs> it's never <played> not it. funny. <laughs> Rocks, I win. Roach, <laughs> I wrote. Sam. Alright, uh, Comte de Grasse, Duke de Creon, and Valley de Suffren. Oh, and there's more. Here we go. Sorry. Galvez, Cordova, and Langora.
0: Hmm. So no, Lafayette. I wouldn't have gotten any of those except for Lafayette.
1: Obviously, you didn't study your American history in elementary school. You know, I actually did
0: do an American history course, but it was pretty much like a survey course. So I don't think uh, we got into the nitty gritty.
1: Uh, does that mean like is that Canadian for like a general studies type course?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was. I was in high school, and it was just sort of like, you know. They're down there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're doing stuff. They're doing stuff. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Um,
0: No, I've not studied the American Revolution too much. Like, I actually know a fair amount about the Loyalists that came north. You mean traitors? I grew up in that area. (laughs) Mm, Traitors, (laughs) you mean like the Minutemen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yes.
3: (laughs) <laughs> I mean, didn't, like,
1: didn't a lot of loyalists settle up there afterwards? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah a lot of loyalists
0: of... settled, settled uh, about two hours east of Toronto. Okay. And um, so there's a lot of kind of that kind of history here. And Yeah.
1: Okay, good, good. Is that why that area is one of the better areas of Canada? Because all the Americans that moved up there?
0: <laughs> well, but you see, they weren't Americans, though. They were, they were loyal they British were subjects. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you, Jeff, okay? Uh, okay well, bonus, I,
0: no, th- th- there's no point because you know I'm right. So
1: Bonus question. <laughs> now I can't we're, tell we're, if you're being sarcastic or not.
3: <laughs>
1: the first English Civil War was fought between 1642 and 1646 between the Royalist and Parliamentarian factions. Name right. five battles that were fought during this time period that begin with the letter N as in Nora. Five battles fought in the First English Civil War that begin with the letter N as in... Are you an- fucking an- kidding me?
0: Like, seriously? With N.
3: Mm-mm.
1: That sentence should start with Braxton. Are you fucking kidding
0: me? <laughs> Braxton? That's a Are tough you one. kidding me? With N. I got... I, uh, Naseby? Yes. Oh, that yeah, okay. Look at you. Woohoo. Um. Narston Moore? No, I think you made that up. Yeah, <laughs> I just did. Well, it was Marston Moore, but I thought, you know, it's one letter off. It's worth a shot. Worth a shot. Um. Yeah, that's it. I'm. Uh,
1: there is Newark, First Newberry, Second Newberry, and Nantwich.
0: Nantwich. And we all the yeah, that battle. Everyone
1: yeah. forgets about Nantwich. Yeah. It is bonus. Uh, I think he tried to make it. Yeah, that was a difficult one.
0: Okay, so looking Braxas back, Raxx spends on far school too school. much time on Wikipedia. I think
1: <laughs> six out of twenty. It wasn't that bad. That's pretty good. Five. Well, compared to the other person who took the quiz, that's a
2: flying mark. Yeah, I think, good.
0: Yeah. Yes, really I, think good. I did better the first time around. Though, if we go back to the June twenty fourteen podcast, I did slightly better. Not much better, but slightly better.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you're trending
2: in the can, wrong direction
0: can you check the archives on that Jason please? <laughs> I'll get right on that <laughs> <laughs> I was Braxton. surprised you knew uh, you
2: knew when it was mm. I don't even know who's been on and who hasn't
1: thank god the quiz is over okay uh, right. well, the well the quiz is soon. fun yeah I guess the quiz is no, the quiz is fun it's good Braxton yeah. spends time on it uh, some people like it some people don't like it
0: mm, we'll see well, fuck them if they don't.
1: So um, I'm going to tell a story about something that happened to me recently. And before I start, I just want to stress that this is a true story. Not a big. This isn't
0: going to start like a penthouse letter, is it? No. Yeah, I, I, I never, never thought that, I'd be writing this. But. I never
1: thought something like this would happen to me. But then, <laughs> so uh, we own a Honda Odyssey van, which, by the way, is like the biggest piece of shit van you could ever <laughs> buy. And Lucas will burn in hell for every honda odyssey he ever sold to someone because it is such a piece (laughs) of crap so our
0: van and they're not cheap either
1: no and it's we we got ours used uh so because we're not rich uh but (laughs) but basically the problem with the vans is the doors are really crappy and the motors because the doors are so heavy the motors wear out after a while so we've been having trouble where our our doors will have these um the motors will fail and then you have to just Basically, they become like a manual door except for resistant because you have the motor attached to it. So, you know, we were kind of putting up with it because I was too cheap to fix the motors. So I was making my poor wife like open and shut the doors. Man, and she couldn't use valet. She just dropped the kids off at valet. She couldn't do that anymore because she actually had to get out and open the, the doors. Um, so finally, it had lasted so long. I went to open the door, and the door literally slid open and <laughs> locked open.
3: Oh, nice. It was not
0: <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> That is awesome. So the, awesome. the, now you all you set up like a, you know, a GPMG there and you've got like a door gunner and <laughs> go, Literally, go the to door the alley.
1: The driver's side door was fully open and it would not shut. So, and it's <laughs> like maybe a, like 10 in the morning. Luckily, it was, I think it was on like a Saturday because the kids didn't have to go to school. So I called up our mechanic and I'm like, hey, can I bring the car over real quick and you take a look at it? He's like, yeah, just bring it over. I can get it. I'll try to unjam it. I can fix it. So I'm like the mechanics, like maybe like eight miles, nine miles away from where I live. So I was like, it's no big deal. I'll just drive the van over there and, uh, I'll get over the mechanic and he can fix it and I'll bring it back because obviously the door has to be able to open and shut. Otherwise my wife can't even take the kids to school. So I get in the van and I, I, I drive. I realize you don't realize like how loud, and how fast you're actually driving until like half of your vehicle is now open to like, you know, the outside. And there's wind. And did so you have, uh, did
0: you have, uh, Ride of the Valkyries like cranking out too? Because that would have been cool. That would have been great.
1: It's, it's weird. Like, you don't normally drive with something like, yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like a, basically like a, a helicopter door open on the side. So I'm driving and like I pull up at a stop sign and the lady's like, your door is open, in I'm like, <laughs> Thank you.
3: Thank
1: you. I'm like, I know. I know it's open. She's like, it's open. I'm like, I know. So then I pull away. So and I'm starting to drive now where I get into a little more congested area of town because I'm trying to get across our town. So I'm actually like now slowing down for red lights and people are looking over and they're like, your door is open. And I'm pulling away like, yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, whatever.
0: It was like, You should have looked her over and said, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> every,
1: every person who saw me felt like they had to let me know the stupid door was open. So so. <laughs> I'm driving, finally, I'm driving. There's this, this like kind of fast, like four-legged road to get down to where the mechanics place is. It's a couple miles, so a, literally a dude has his hazards on and he's flashing. And he's like, your door's open! Your door's... I'm like... So I'm like, this guy's like psycho. So I just... I said, I can drive. So I just drove and I lost the guy. Basic guy speeding. He's chasing <laughs> me with the flashes on, I'm trying to tell my doors open. So I drive all the way down, I go to the curb, I go into the mechanics place, I get out, and I'm like, oh what? and I look back and in the back seat we have the two kids seats and in one of the seats is my daughter's American girl doll. <laughs> 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 so, I, you know, like, these so, dolls are, like full oh, so, so, like, they thought baby I in they the thought. back.
3: Oh,
1: I mean, it looks just—they make the dolls just like the kids. Like, the girls can order the dolls to look like them. And I'm like, holy shit! I think they were trying to tell me that my kid, was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was it's like, in mortal danger. But the kid is sitting in the car seat. So, is and is you that, want to point that out that you, you said buy. you're not rich,
2: but your daughter has an American Girl doll. Yeah, those things are fucking expensive. Yeah, oh no! I got uh, a couple of those.
1: I did not buy that for her. That's something my mom buys. For her. Uh, like, yeah, N- Nana
0: bought yeah, it. My, used... my my father-in-law bought our American Girl dolls for for our kids. I've been mom... to the original. I've been to the original American Girl, Girl doll school or store in uh, in Manhattan, and it's a fucking madhouse. Oh, they've
1: they got one in L.A. and it's ridiculous. Like they actually, uh, they'll do the dolls' hair there.
0: Oh, oh yeah, no no, it's fucking crazy in there. We went in and. Yeah, I, I'm still having nightmares about that place.
1: I'm glad it's my daughter's like, a jock. Well, it's 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 like very rich, richy waste of money type thing. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, but my mom's into it, so that's the only reason we did it. But yeah, so I felt bad then that I hadn't like been nicer to the people who were trying to warn me that there was a child <laughs> in the back of my
0: door was open. I was kind but think of, of the stories they have to tell now. They're like, like this dude, had his daughter in the back, and he was telling us to fuck, <laughs> fuck off. and very funny
3: about his kids
1: and have you guys seen this thing lately where uh, uh waitresses are like when they everyone's writing stuff on receipts now like uh a guy will write a message to the waitress and leave like a thousand dollar tip or like uh they'll say something like you're a lesbian and we don't support lesbian like have you seen this thing where there's all these news stories now where people write are writing messages on the receipts have you seen this no no, no. no. there was like a story about like, the governor of oklahoma or, or might have been kansas uh, and the waitress wrote him a message like, save the tip and spend it on education because he <laughs> decided he, he had like passed a vote or some kind of bill where they were going to reduce education. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just thought because my sister needs special education, I thought it was right. I'm like, the guy's there to eat a fucking meal. Yeah, with. leave him alone. Like, it's not your job as a waitress to pass on some secret message or like, you know, like, do you guys ever write stuff on the receipts or do you um, just want No. It?
2: When I was single, I would, I, a phone number once or, once or thrice. That a, uh, how'd that work out for you?
1: Uh, actually pretty well. All, th- all, really? all oh, three, all okay. three times. Yeah. Nice. It felt like you were getting some vibe from her. Yeah. And I, I reciprocated. I will write nice. when like maybe service is really shitty and I'm not going to leave a good tip. I'll usually write down like why I'm not leaving a good tip. As opposed to like I'd say I'm normally a good tipper but the service is really slow because I don't want them to think that I'm just a bad tipper <laughs> so I'll usually try to give them feedback
3: why of, do we
2: care that's, that's why like I'm a pretty good tipper and like I'll go into places that I know I'm never gonna go in again and still leave a good tip but when when well, they don't even deserve it like I don't know
1: well the general rule I guess is that if you're going into a place and you don't think you'll ever be there again you shouldn't over tip really you should only over be honest if the girl's cute and she's friendly and she does a good job I'm usually gonna like I tip 20% yeah. what do you, yeah. I tip 20% normally if they're good yeah that's what I do and
0: 15 is like average yeah So yeah uh-huh. 15 if they haven't had to do too much like you know
1: so you're tipping 15% Canadian dollars Jeff is that more or less than
0: what we would tip? <laughs> god here we go um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, I, 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 15% in metric money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tipper, tipper in liters.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's easier, uh, though, because it's base 10. Yeah, we, we tip in kilonewtons here.
2: so <laughs> <laughs> they, get, they get heavy pretty quickly.
0: Yes. Yes, they do. It's true.
1: It's true. Okay. I just realized, too, I have a major problem with my uh, setup here in that I failed to turn the light on as I started the podcast. And now it's beginning to get dark. Is it still light there? <laughs> I'm starting to not be able to uh, see.
3: You don't, you don't so hold
1: need on to see. For a sl- oh, i got <laughs> really to the light on. So you guys carry on. Do whatever you're going to do. All right. We'll just carry
2: on here. So yeah. prepared. Oh,
0: jeez. Anyway. And to think, almost, you know, this podcast almost won something on the, the BGG I, awards I, there.
2: I think we were nominated for something. I don't think that means we almost won something. <laughs> there is zero chance of that happening.
0: I Although know. I did appreciate I Dave I... depe-
2: de- defending our honor in the... in the
0: Well, that was the awesome. Section. Actually, Mike the Duck did a, a pretty good job in there,
2: Yeah, That was that was funny. I was telling my buddy about it. Because literally, our guild's oh. the only place I go on BGG.
0: No, I'm the same here now. It's, it's almost like it's its own... Well, because it is like its own little mini forum, right? Yeah. Not even such a mini form anymore. It's, it's pretty. I just uh, there. Pretty accurate. I'm back, guys. Yeah, did I you miss uh, it? We didn't miss it. No. <laughs> oh,
3: shit. We we're,
2: were talking about you defending our honor. Yes. On,
1: on think, the BGG. Yeah. That was funny. That was funny. Well, the weird thing was that one guy came back on and was like, I said something about their podcast and they ripped me apart. I was like, God, give me a break. I wasn't going to participate until that guy said that. I douche.
0: Well, you did, you, you ripped him a bit, but not, like, you weren't, like, mean. But he came, like, mean.
2: leave it on iTunes, that's one thing. Yeah. Like, we're not going to say anything about the people that leave the shitty reviews on iTunes. But oh, yeah. If you come to the Guild and, like, I don't like this podcast, well, why are you yeah. here?
0: Yeah, But here's the thing, like, you ripped him, but it wasn't mean. It was just, like, dude, what are you doing here? This like, This is what seriously.
2: we do, and you don't want to yeah. participate, don't participate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Jackass. Jackass.
1: Yeah, I mean basically like the podcast so that generally our friends can listen to
3: it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: and then other guys listen, maybe they like it, and then they can hang out and decide, like, hey, we like some of these guys too, and they can become friends and everybody just kinda hangs out together. That's why I'm I'm very comfortable like when we do like the AAC library or something. I can I'll just mail a book to a guy. Yeah. Because I know that guy's not gonna be a dick and be like, Sweet, I got a new book, I'm gonna put this on my bookcase. He'll send it yeah. to somebody else, you know. So I'm not worried about it. So So yeah, when people are like, Oh, you know, I don't really like it or yeah, it sucks. I, I don't even know
0: <laughs> Don't I mean, listen, like, please. It's, 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 don't it's, listen, please. but join the guild. Yeah, <sighs> you that's, know that's,
1: that's the point. The point of it's the guild really. It's kind of almost like the the podcast is like a, a monthly guild update.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: what's yeah. What's going on? Well yeah, I mean it's,
0: to rally the troops around. Yeah. But it's pretty active now. If you look at, uh, was it 265 members now? And I I don't know how many actually participate, but you know, there's always, every month there seems to be like a new guy who will come in and then all of a sudden he becomes a regular and, you know, you know, a few months later he's on the, on the podcast. So it's, it's great. You know, it's, uh, yeah, like and Jason like, and I were saying, while you were away, it's, it's the only place I check out now. I mean, that's why I left that post was it yesterday. I was like, oh, what's going on with this? You know, pay it forward because someone say, <laughs> I don't pay attention to the rest of the the whole site anymore. Well, I think like yeah. what you
1: we see too, where we're doing the tournaments and like uh, the Empire of the Sun one has like 24 people participating in it. I mean, that's a oh, lot. Like yeah.
0: and, 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 and the Combat Commander Europe one, it's it's 16 well, with a waiting list. That's awesome. You know, that's crazy. It, it, and if you look at our guild calendar, I know half the games aren't even reported. Yep. You know, so you're seeing the other half there. There's a ton of participation, I know it's fantastic. It's. Uh, I I don't. I mean, apart from messy game room, which you know we're in once in a while, but I don't look at other guilds, and I'm I'm pretty convinced that this is gonna be one of the most active ones, especially for gaming, for actual like getting games going, getting people like. Yeah you know on vassal or, or in some cases face to face it's uh no it's great
1: yeah i actually participated in the combat commander tournament
0: you nice. did played Rick. You did. and 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 dave i had to i had to look out the window and i was expecting to see like locusts and you know four guys riding a horse by my house and no, I'm not a, not a of hater. fire coming down
1: no i'm not a hater of the game uh <laughs> you know it was kind of bullshit
0: that i got assigned to any more finish that sentence Anymore. more <laughs> But, Actually, uh,
2: that's something uh, we talked about on the last one. I finally played it live about a month ago. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And I'm not a World War yeah. II guy, not a real tactical guy, but the the puzzle of the the game and the you know the story it tells, as much as I'm not a story guy, it's it's great.
0: Yeah. See, well, I you say you're, I, you're not a World kind of... War II guy, but two of your two of your favorite games, Celis and uh... And D and the D-Day series are yeah, like D-Day at yeah, yeah, in ambush. Maybe you are a World War II guy. Yeah, just, <sighs> come to terms with it. It's okay. It's I'm okay, still in Jason. the closet.
2: <laughs> it's not social socially acceptable
0: yet for me. <laughs> well, it's okay, uh, Jason. you know, you know what? We, we we're there for you. I
1: appreciate that. Yeah. My my experience with Combat Commander, like, what I would say about it is, um, while I did like it, I thought it was a fun game, and I only mm-hmm. played it only played it once so far. Um, I felt like the card, the card deck aspect of it was a really visible engine in the game. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, some of the keys to winning are doing things like working the deck. And, you know, you're thinking a lot. Some of the decisions you're making are not based on like, Oh, I think it's a, maybe a tactical decision. I'll make some of the decisions you're making is like, I need to run these cards out of my hand. Yes. Or I need to work the, get cards get to the bottom of the deck or try to get a a clock you know the clock thing
0: yeah the time Um, marker and that's true because if you're ahead you know and there's like you know two turns left you definitely learn through your deck and hit time markers or 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 whatever it is and uh, i mean that's kind of yes i didn't it becomes a bit like a card game then in that sense
1: and so for me, while I, and I, again, I think it's a fun game and I enjoyed it, I didn't feel like it was quite as tactical as some other games, or like as maybe it gave me the feel of the historical aspect of it, but the, the combat, because the engine of the card deck seemed to constantly be exposed, you know, behind the narrative of what was going on on the battlefield. Like, a lot of decisions were made based on the trying to, to, work out my hand or, I mean, it is a puzzle where you're trying I, to kind of figure out.
2: But know. I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, you have to work yeah. with the resources you have on hand. And I, th- I think it, it's modeling, it's abstracting a lot of things in, an, in a really interesting way that, you know, as war gamers, typically we want full control. And I, I like the, the out-of-control aspects of it that
1: you always shoot. No, I agree. Like the friction aspect of it is kind of cool. That's 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 a, a, a good quality of the game. I just felt like sometimes it was uh, it was too apparent to me. It was the, the the card aspect of it was shining too much through the action, as as opposed to I don't know. I just though though I do like that. I really think it's important to have that kind of command friction, not be able to, as opposed to where you can kind of. Well, you might roll a bad roll. You can, you're going to generally be able to do what you want to do with your guys. Uh, from mm-hmm. a commander, you might have a candidate, but, but sometimes you'll have a move where well, it can well, come up and have like a bunch of assault cards in his hand. Or what, what's the ambush one?
0: Yeah, well, the he's ambush is, yeah, that's, that's the action you can use against an assault.
1: Yeah. So he's, an attack can know that he's got two or three ambush cards and basically come up and attack you knowing he's going to beat you because he's going to automatically Route all your break all your guys,
0: but but you don't know if 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 your opponent has an equal number of ambush cards, right? So there is that. There's always that fog of war there. But but if he's
1: say an attacker versus defender, you know he probably doesn't because his hand is smaller than yours.
0: True,
3: true. But I mean, there's always that (laughs) risk,
0: right? I mean, um. But what did you think about the story it tells? I mean, that that's the other thing I think in wargaming is we like the, the the stories that develop. Especially Honestly, on I, tactical level. I didn't get the story at all.
1: I, did, I got no okay. story out of it, really. Okay. I get much more story out of the ASL games I played. And again, I'm not saying it's not fun, and I didn't enjoy playing it. But for yep. me, the way my mind works, my mind was way more focused on I got to work through my deck, I got to clear my hand out. Like I would take shots that weren't effective shots merely because I wanted uh, uh, Rick to have to roll a bunch of. D- fence rolls and work through the deck like there are times where you would shoot a long shot at a stack of guys just because you want them to pull a bunch of of rolls and work through their deck i mean for me it was way more about deck management you know where in asl i'd be like oh i'm not going to take that shot because it's too far and in this game i'm like well i'll take that shot because i want to work through the deck
0: you see, that's probably why I'm a shitty combat commander player. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, three wins against 14 losses against John in our, in our chronological series is because I don't, I probably don't manage my deck very well. In fact, we, we, we were playing last round a couple of weeks ago and, uh, Rick was listening in and, and, uh, it was, uh, we're on, uh, where we are in our chronological game is, is, is now basically Operation Sea Line on that module and it was the first one where you've got a a private who's more like a leader and he's up in a church tower and he can automatically he he has some sort of special powers or you know, call him anyway yeah i had to select yeah you can select one guy in the stack you're shooting at to have basically a a, a zero morale right so you're rolling against a zero and there was a leader and then a, a a squad underneath the leader and i'm like oh I'll take the squad, and I basically <laughs> or Rick was choking. He, made the, he he actually made a gurgling sound. It was like you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh I guess and, I'm gonna take the well, leader. You know, two in the morning for me, and I was tired and drunk, so obviously I wasn't thinking straight. But I think, uh, I, I think, I think maybe I, I look for more of the story, and that's why I'm not very good at it. But I can see what you mean about the deck management is what it what potentially yeah, it could I mean if you're be, a defender, it is. If you're a defender, you obviously want to work through the deck as quickly as possible. Yes, yeah, yeah. hit those time markers for sure.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and I thought that, uh, like, Rick, first of all, Rick was a great opponent, really tough opponent for first yeah. up. but in a way it was really good because Rick is also kind of like, hey, I'm going to show you how to play. He's not really trying to, I mean, it was oh, like, a tiger, a teacher, yeah. like a tiger playing with the kitten. You know, he's right. like, yeah. oh, swat, oh, that was a cute move, swat. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I kind of got beaten. Like, one of the things that beat me was the fire. Like, there was a blade. It pushed... Me. Like, I had a guy... I was waiting for him to shoot at me in a house because I had a pillbox card. Mm-hmm. And instead, the fire just placed his guys into the house with me, and then they made me and killed me.
0: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's kind of like... That is a bit of a story there, if you could step back from the card management. Okay. You see what I mean? Like, like
1: explain the story to me tell me what the narrative is for that
0: well just no but it, it, maybe not okay I, I can't explain the whole narrative the, cause I don't know, fire, the game. fire teleported
1: the Germans into my hex well go. they were trying to get
0: out of the fire but, but so that's the thing is that outside there, there's a lot of fire going you know a lot of like you know incoming you know they're like well we don't want to assault this place it's too dangerous but all of a sudden here's this like brush fire that started because of all the you know the you know ordnance going off and it's like, well, right. fuck, we're either going to like burn to death or we just assault this place and, and maybe die in a hail of fire, but we're going to take our chances. Right. So that's the kind of story I think that combat commander can tell. Now ASL and I haven't played it, but I've, I've certainly followed along with your games and, and talked to John, uh, quite a bit about it. And you know, it's, it's so much more involved. And I can definitely see how you could say, yeah, there's, there's so much more story there. But at the same time, it also has, you know, like a 500 page rule book and know, it's not quite 500 pages, but you know, it's they, uh, complex I don't know as it well. If you're a commander, you can learn a knight.
1: No, I agree, but the other part of it is ASL without the vehicles and with, you know, without any vehicles is actually not that complicated. If, if you're playing sure. infantry only, it's not that complicated. The yeah. part that makes it really complicated is a part that combat commander doesn't even offer. Yeah. You know, I mean effective. Or doesn't offer well, yeah. Right. So and again, I'm not saying Comic Commander is a bad game. I think it's a fun game and I'll play it yeah, again. That's a lot of fun. It is fun. Yeah. But and also the I just I just don't I get different things from the games. Like for me Comic Commander's more of a puzzle. that's mm-hmm. based on World War Two for me. ASL is more of a like a story building type thing with drama, and and I don't get the same dramatic feeling from Combat Commander. Both of them really fun, and I agree, Combat (laughs) Commander much easier to play.
0: Yeah, but for me, I I, I, maybe that's it. There,
1: I mean, the drunk factor is way different.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I game for games though. I I enjoy the gamey aspects of of some of the stuff. Not always, but but I enjoyed that that piece of combat
1: commander that it... yeah it's a puzzle it's like there's a puzzle aspect i mean the it's a card it's a the cards are interesting a... where you're trying to figure out how it can how can i get these cards out of my hand yeah if these cards suck i need them out i don't want to discard yeah. like i want to play cards to do things and yeah. and rick had a good point when we were talking where i said oh i took this shot like it was a really remote shot he had three guys in cover i took the shot simply because i wanted to fire And I wanted him to have to pull three cards for three defense rolls to try to burn Mm -hmm. through. And I said, well, that's kind of a weird shot. I wouldn't take that shot in ASL. But Rick pointed out, he's like, well, what it is is it shows, yeah, while you guys are running the clock down, but you're firing to suppress me. And while it's not doing Mm -hmm. damage, it's delaying me. And that's the deck movement shows. Like, by you using cards, you're burning time. So maybe my guys are moving more slowly because... Because they're being pressed, right? But you just have yeah. to figure out a way to work the narrative for what's happening in the game. I don't know. So Rick had a good explanation because Rick and I were talking. I mean, Rick's not trying to argue with me about it. And, no,
3: you
2: know, no, and he's I'm not even it. he's not even like a like a you know rabid he's
1: games. fan. And a Randy, so he knows he's played in both.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, like I said, I played A S L and. and... Probably one day I will. I find it really interesting. But uh, I, I think both games have a lot to offer. And and they're different. I mean, they're not... Yes, they're and both I, World War II tactical games, but they're I, different enough that you can enjoy both for different reasons.
1: And I don't get the quite the same historical flavor from uh, Combat Commander as I do... From, I agree. ...from yeah. Hassle. Like, I play... I, I don't do many of the ASL games. I mostly do the historical ASL stuff because of all the flavor mm-hmm. and everything that's involved with it. That interests me. But I guess yeah. I've heard... Combat commander, historical ones, but I don't, I don't know if they give you the same. Yeah, probably pun not. Or The hassle one. Well,
0: I mean, they're on such a small scale that it's sort of like you know, some of them did. So, so on the uh, oh, what's the name of the module? The the one that replicates the uh, fall of France. It's called the fall of France. But, Resistance, right? No, no, is, not the resistance. Is it? Is, one. it is
1: it? Is it Zifal of France? Home. Zephal of
0: France. Yes. Um, <laughs> there are a few there, like so. The I think it's the very first one where the um, the the Belgian fortresses was Ebenmael or however you say it. Um, where the Germans landed, um, <laughs> they landed gliders onto these fortresses. Right. You know, it was one of the first commando raids of the war in in early uh, I guess nineteen forty. Um, that, I remember that scenario kind of captured the flavor of that, and, and, and that seemed to be fairly historical, but some of them are like, yeah, it's, you know, they describe the battle to you, they describe people who are in the battle, but then it's just, you know, it's such a, a small got scale six, map.
1: You have six squads, two LMGs, and a lieutenant and a
0: corporal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, okay. And you're like, fine, and, and I'm recreating this actual battle. And sure, I can see what you're trying to say, but it's just like it's a, it's a generic looking map and there's a village here and there's a wood over here. It's the here same problem whatever. I had with the ASL
1: scenarios where you're like, oh, no, this is in Poland, but, well, it's map 2A. And right.
0: that yeah. was the same map
1: yeah. used for the battle in France that we fought yeah. in but, but,
0: but let me ask you, Dave, like the, the, the 8 or the Hassel or whatever, that's so like like the uh, was it the, the Stalingrad one you're playing right now. Right. Um, whatever that's called so is that like an actual map of stalingrad in there yes yeah absolutely. right so I, I could see the the attraction to that
1: because i don't know if you remember i once did one uh, it's called it's it's at the very end it's it's out of uh valor of the guards it's towards the end where they're surrounded in the uh the uh, Univermag department store yes and the russians yes. are attacking and then i showed a a photo Of the UniverMag department store at the same situation in the the session report, and it's identical. You look at the map, you can actually see in the photograph of the battlefield all the buildings that match up. So that yeah. that's what's really cool to me. Yeah, I'm not interested. This I have the same issue. Like I'm not as into doing random ASL scenarios that are like, oh, this is a battle, and in, in map 67, instead of trees, we're going to make them all marshes, and now you so right. treat all the woods as marshes, and I'm like, no, that's not. I want. Yeah. I, so I do I do Festung Budapest, and I want to do all those because Festung Budapest has the cogwheel railway that they fought over. You know that I think mm. that's, cool. that's cool.
0: Okay. So
1: all right so so combat commander played it enjoyed it it's a lot fun. of fun it is cool that you can drink beers play yep and and honestly with asl sometimes pete and i play regularly and there's been times where like pete's like oh i got a stuka coming and we're like two hours in and i'm like i can't even see straight to read <laughs> like, like i mean that has ended our se- session sometimes because we're like too complicated
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, Combat Commander's not beer and pretzels, but it's it's one of those ones you can definitely have a lot more fun with, I think.
1: And you can play it pretty drunk. You might not on your your maximum performance with Combat Commander, but you could absolutely. And and I have. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and and we've played uh, ASL pretty hammered, but I'm sure we're forgetting rules while we're playing. Yes, yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. I did play. I know I'm, I came down as a big combat commander hater, and that's not fair because I actually had never played it. Didn't want to judge it. I got it, and uh, I like it. I think it's a fun game.
0: And what you, the, no, the, you, you came get... across as a hater, you came across more as a, a bitter conflict of heroes guy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm done with that. game. Yeah, that. fuck that game. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I played it with that one time with you, and it was fun. It, it is, started... and they just finally came out with the solitaire game. Oh, has it come
2: out
1: now? Yeah, Jason, they finally came out with the Solitaire game. Yeah,
2: I I, I played it opposed,
1: and I, I, I didn't even like it then. That's that's not yeah. a system for want, me I, for some reason. I would my Conflict of Heroes game if you got the Solitaire.
0: Yeah. Ready here first, folks.
1: <laughs> I'm famous
0: <laughs> yeah. for giving you
1: games.
2: I know, he gave me my Vietnam game.
1: Yeah. You know oh, the well, first that's
2: right, game I remember. I, I love like,
1: it f- first game. I don't have to buy any skull exactly (laughs) uh hey so another thing i've been doing is i've been playing ios games do you guys play any games on like the ipads or the uh like i played on my ipad i've been been playing pike you guys played pike and shot
0: i have not i've not played that one but i've I've got so i actually looked at my ipad and i have a fair number of games on it just don't play enough
1: i've been doing the it's the italian wars with pike Mm -hmm. and shot uh and i've been playing against uh uh, Lucas and John, all good. Mm-hmm. And man, really great because you can, you do basically email turns. The system yep. just does automatic email. So a turn will take you maybe, uh, 10 minutes or five minutes to work through. And then you just email it to the other guy. And then they give you an email alert when you got to load up your next turn. It runs right through the iPad and it looks like a miniature game. You have little tercios fighting and your, your QSA and your SARS and cannons. Really sweet.
0: Very cool. Highly recommended. Cool. All right, and it's, it's, it's called Pike and Shot. Mhm. Like it's okay. Pike so. Oh, that's a good gaming company. Yeah, they, they do some Sittling. cool shit. So I
1: mean, basically, I'm I'm running through two or three turns while my wife's watching Real Housewives of whatever. So uh, I'll just sit on the couch and run through those. What do you What do you play, Jeff?
0: Well, you know, I, we were sort of talk, talking about this earlier, so I mean, I I hadn't paid attention to what was on my iPad in, in quite a while, and I actually have quite a few games on it. Um, there was a couple I play I haven't played in a while, but I played a lot of about a year ago, and one's called Civil War 1863, the other one's called okay. Tank Battle 1944. They're both by Hunted Cow Studios uh, slash hexwar.com And they're, they're both hex-based games, they are reminiscent of some of the kind of like first war games that came out in, in, in sort of the mid or late nineties. Um pretty fun. Um you know they're I don't they're they're sort of at the tactical level. Um like regiments? Yeah, yeah, kinda like that. Um decent graphics, uh nothing spectacular. Um they're not expensive either. I think the tank battle one actually. I'm, I'm running the the light version. I think I bought Civil War, and I, I don't think it was more than ten dollars. Uh, another one I have, which is actually now speaking of board gaming, is Zulus on the Rampart. So it's the Victory Point Games uh, right solitaire game. And uh, John had talked about it, and uh, John Allgood, and so I got it. And it's um I think it's very much like the war game itself.
1: This is their States of Siege thing
0: yes yeah. exactly it's very much like the board game itself in fact there's even a link on it where you know you play the board game and you you tap on it and of course it brings you to the victory point games website um, it's uh, it's okay uh, um, John has the actual board game it says the board games more fun which I would hope it would be um, yeah it was all right the the graphics are I mean there's nothing spectacular about it is it, 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 it's, it's a if I'm not mistaken, is it a card game or it's got cards in yeah. it. And it, it's kind of, it is, um, there's not a lot of fluidity to the game, right? So you you play a card and the is I mean, move up or they move have, back. You have tracks that
1: are coming in, right, that they advance on?
0: and you can Yes, push exactly. Back. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like watching a board game on your iPad. <laughs> there's no... Isn't it weird
2: you know, that this, they this, don't this, translate very well? Like... It seems like it should just be a one-for-one, one,
0: but just yeah. picking up
2: a piece or flipping a card it should be. makes it so much more enjoyable for some reason.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. So that when you get to the iPad um, or, or whatever your device is, you would expect... You want a different experience, right? I mean, like I like playing on Basil and, and thought vessel obviously, but there's just times when I want to pick up a piece of cardboard and feel it right. in my hands yep. and, and, and see the map on my table and, and you know, kind of walk around the room with my glass of scotch and sort of pretend I'm a general and say, where am I going next? <laughs> so if, if I'm doing that on the iPad, it's not as much fun. So the iPad, you sort of expect more, maybe more animation, more kind of eye candy, right? Because sure, it's a right. different experience. Um, so there's games that do it well. Uh Zulu on the Ramparts I think is I don't know, it recreates the board game very well. Uh so it just basically shows it just basically flips the card for you.
1: Like it shows a card flipping. Basically. Right, and rolls the dice. Yeah. Yeah. That's how very I, basic I the,
0: animations, very basic, you know I, I had the
1: French one, the one about the levian Mass.
0: Yeah, it's not Levian Yeah. I didn't, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the cool thing about pike and shot is you have the little formations. You can see the yes. pikes and little groups of musketeers and then <laughs> they board and there's smoke as they fire and then there's like reaction fire and you see your SEA run and groups will run away and then they pursue. And so they have like action points they can use. So you can only do so much. So sometimes you'll be like, Oh, I'm going to move this turtle. And you're like, Oh shit, I'm out of actions. And then your enemy will come and start trying to surround them. So it's a, it's, it definitely looks like a miniatures game. As opposed to, like, a card, like what you're talking about with the State of Siege, where, where, yeah, I mean, it seems like with the State of Siege, they could have done so much more, like, had Zulus running
0: up or something. I think so. I think they could have, uh, don't recreate the board game, use that as your influence, certainly.
1: I agree, yeah.
0: But do something different, do something different, you know. The cards could be the engine that drive the game, but there's more,
1: it's amazing to me, so you're basically saying the production quality of the game (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, it, 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 it's fine the graphics are fine like everything's fine but it's just fine right it's not
2: right yeah it's not, it, it's not
0: eye-popping and it's not something i can go back and play often um there's a game i like i sort of wrote down all the games that i have on on, on my ipad called samurai wars which i've had for about a year and I, and I haven't played it very much i actually ended up playing it tonight a little bit just to get back in it and it's uh by easy tech um, who seem to do a lot I don't know if you've seen European war they do a series of those like one two three um, I've got European war three it's sort of like an area movement game uh, it's got sort of a economics and a tech tree and it's sort of this one's based on world War one or it's loosely based um, but anyway samurai wars is by them and it's a real-time strategy game which I don't know if you guys play a lot of video games but that's sort of where you, um you have your armies and everything's moving at once. So it's kind of cool. Like you, like you'll tap and drag an army uh, or, or, or a unit, I should say. And you can, you know, you might flank your opponent and, but he'll be moving at the same time and you have to keep up with everything. Uh, everything is moving at once and there is a pause button, which you sort of have to hit once in a while to sort of like, whoa, I got to <laughs> slow this down. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because you'll move. Uh, say some cavalry samurai cavalry up and the infantry that you're against will react in some way and then you'll be moving your infantry up like to say to do a flanking maneuver and then like 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 the ai will react and so you're always moving and the little whatever you call them avatars or little like figures are are, are running like you see them running and, and and if if they're moving they've got their their lances you know straight up and down or whatever weapon they have and if you, you you drag onto the opponent that that's to indicate an attack and then you'll see the lances come down and they all start running and it's crazy and then that's both cool. groups both groups slam into each other and um and you can you know to the the clash metal and and you see them fighting and and with this game it's sort of a 3D game so if you you, you you can pinch uh pinch in and, and see them up close and you can see guys falling to the ground as they die or you you can sort of expand outwards and and, and to get the big picture and you just see all your, your your units moving in different directions and and uh i actually this one i'm pretty sure i didn't pay for i think it's just i used the light version which i'm not sure what the pay version is or what what extra it gives you probably more uh more scenarios or whatever but that's called samurai wars check it out the free version you can see what i mean by real-time strategy and, and guys that play video games like um um uh, you know on a, pc games i should say might might be familiar with that term yeah um yeah you know what i'm talking about um they they, they they can be kind of exhausting because you really have to you know pay attention <laughs> you, have to stay to with it, yeah. you have to stay with it or hit pause a lot um but uh but they're kind of fun and this one uh yeah it has a lot to it and it's not i don't think it's Particularly well known. Um, Sounds the one that cool. got, yeah, there's one I, I have, Commander the Great War, and that kind of had a lot of publicity last summer, I remember. And it's a $20 game, but it is the, it is World War One in a nutshell. It's, it's, a uh, hex based, um, has, a uh, great map, uh, it is at the, yeah, if I get this right, uh, now what's the what's the highest level operational level I guess strategic a uh, strategic right yeah uh, it's at the strategic level so there's you know and there, there's an economic uh, aspect there's a tech aspect there's a diplomacy aspect but it uh, it has various scenarios like you start 1915 Artois 1914 to the whole campaign and there's several scenarios like that but it, it's it got nice graphics, nice map and it is kind of like playing a, a big hex encounter game but with some cool mobile animated graphics when you do combat and all that and there's quite a, quite a bit to it so um, there is a thread somewhere I think it's in actually the iOS gaming thread and if you go back a few pages I mention it and a whole bunch of people mention it uh, um, and talk about how good it is so. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, that's when I found that I actually have to go back and play again because that one's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, Piken Shot I think is the first one I've really enjoyed because I can go head to head with guys from the guild, so mm-hmm. it's kind of fun and it, you can take your time and do your turn and then you ship it off and then you see what the other guy did to you and then you can. So that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that's, that's cool. And I think Command you know, Man of the Great War I don't, I, you know, I really actually I should have checked that. I don't know if it has a head to head component. Certainly the, the AI seems to be very good. Um, but, uh, while you guys talk, I'm going to actually load it up and see if it does have a head component. <laughs> Jason, because if it does, do then it would be actually really good.
1: Jason, you don't do any kind of iOS? No. Um,
2: I don't, I don't own an Apple product and the Android store isn't great. There's been a couple that I played, but nothing that I really stuck with. A couple kind of small cartoony hex games um the 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 one video game that that I've actually had my eye on is there's a it's a computer game but there's a it's getting a lot of press just on the Vietnam the the early stuff in Vietnam but nothing on the iPad nothing on the iPhone it's not my bag
1: yeah the other one we've I've been messing around a little bit it's called Legends of Pen and Paper which is uh, a kind of cheesy role playing game where you're you pick different uh player characters like the pizza guy or the the high school quarterback and then they play classes and you basically run them through a bunch of adventures on your thing it's kind of a fun game that's cool uh it's kind of like and and literally you're role playing because there's a dungeon master and you can change out the dungeon master with points to be yoda or other people that give you advantages so it's kind of a fun thing but uh the big thing we've been doing and we talked this on the lost episode is uh i've been playing uh Quirp role-playing with my daughters so what's so that Quirp is like uh it's i think it's quick quick and easy, easy role-playing, role-playing game mm-hmm.
3: yes yeah, oh, so okay it's,
1: cool. it's basically like the, the character classes come with they, they the kids pick a character and then it comes with like six stats like magic fighting uh stealth knowledge and uh from one to seven and then uh when you want to do something, you just roll 2d6 and you add the stat. And then whether you, if you make the success number, that tells you whether you're successful. So, so it's, it's very easy gaming system, but I've been using it with the, uh, the rune quest products. So I, I got a pavis and the big rubble and I, I basically have been running my kids through this these whole adventures where they basically come to the city and and, the, and their mom is being dragged along with them so i've got one girl one of my girls is an archer another girl is a, a battle mage and then mom is a priestess so she can like heal everyone and make sure everyone's okay be a <laughs> yeah, mom she doesn't so,
2: get to say, escape in, in the fantasy land yeah, so, she's yeah, to be the mom <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <kissing> their boo-boos. <laughs> yeah, so they their boo boos. The whole old, old school RuneQuest, uh, uh, Glorantha uh, world is really cool. It's a really fun world. And so basically, the kids show up to Pavis and they get to see what a, a troll priestess meets them, and all the troll can have to lay down on the ground, so she steps on them so she doesn't actually have to touch the ground. And, uh, they went to the fun of the funny scenes was they. Basically, they get into a fight. Uh, there, there's a scene where they're, they're, they're greeted at the gates by the lunar empire official who's just taken, it's kind of like sanctuary from Thieves World. If you've ever read any uh, of the Thieves World books and the official basically like, look, we don't know fighting. You can't pull your sword out in the city. There's all these rules that they establish. So the next step is they go to the market. And a group of thugs is going to start a fight with them and try to provoke them and like, they're like, my girls are such good rules followers. They're like, oh no, we're not. It's like, he throws a stone at you. They're like, oh no, we're not pulling our swords out. They said, no. it's like, they would not fight these guys. And the, the, the whole idea of the campaign is they have to fight them because they're supposed to get in trouble. So eventually, they're like, we just run away. So
3: they
1: went, I had to make broke a the module. I had to make them get cornered in the alleyway where they finally fought. So they would go to court and then get sentenced to like having to perform a mission or something. But another funny scene was they go into this tavern, right? And it's a tavern. They're supposed to meet because the idea of Pavis and the big rubble is uh, old Pavis was a huge city and it was destroyed. And new Pavis is a small city that's next to it. But you can go adventure into the old Pavis, which is now called the big rubble. But you have to get like, because the lunar empire took over, you now have to like apply for an adventurer's permit and fill it out and triplicate. There's all these rules <laughs> for you to go adventure. And, uh, so they go into this tavern, which is kind of like an adventurer's tavern. And so, you know, my, my daughters are like seven and nine. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you do? They're like, oh, we go up to the bar. I'm like, well, what do you order? And, and so my, they're still getting used to role play. My, my youngest, my oldest one's like, I order milk. <laughs> And so they're like okay, so they give you milk, and then my youngest one is like, "Can I get chocolate milk?" And then the mom just <laughs> goes, "No, it's bad for you." <laughs> <laughs> She's like chocolate milk is it. bad for you. But they even asked,
0: in a fantasy world, getting smacked like, down on the chocolate uh, milk—so funny.
1: But yeah, so my uh, so then they awesome. became awesome. their awesome. reputation, their their hero quest group name became the Milk Drinkers. So like that's nice. how people know them as a the group now. They're we'll hire the milk drinkers for this mission to go into the big rubble. or so it's kind of a it's been a fun experience kind of seeing how their minds work and how they and and the corp rules are very easy for them to get because they're basically just rolling two dice and adding whatever their stat is and uh there's no not a lot of mechanisms in the game so it's been fun we've enjoyed and just them enjoy the mom mom is hopelessly overwhelmed with the whole thing like her okay what do you do monica and she's like I don't know, like, what What do I do with my character sheet? <laughs> 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 well,
0: you're lucky she even participates. I know, in that's why she's just like, so say, yeah. disinterested in gaming, so.
1: She doesn't get that. And the kids,
2: that too, that they're willing to get into that and Yeah. participate. My
1: daughter is too cool for school. Yeah. Yeah. I posted pics up on the guild of, like, their character sheets that they've made. It <laughs> <pretty laughs> fun. I'll we'll have to check that out. It's like sword s-o-r-d <laughs> <laughs> ah.
0: although my eldest got to is have old enough now I'm, i want to get her into mice and mystics i know you, you were playing that with your kids and yeah my, uh, my, and eldest, my eldest, eldest just but, yeah i think she can handle that now she just turned seven my youngest is going to be four soon and you know she can tag along so i think i'm, I'm at that stage now where i checked it out in the gaming store and i thought like last year, and I was like, "Oh, you know, she's just learning how to read now. It's probably a bit much. But now that she's comfortable with reading, I think it's uh, that'll be a good one to start.
1: Definitely, though, uh, go through the the. While well, it's it's a game that's playable for kids, if you're gonna mm-hmm. like kind of run it, you need to really go through the rules because there are some complicated things that can happen as you, for you trying. To run mice and Mystics because I've gotten right. texts from Campbell. Like, what do I do now? They're in the gutter. <laughs> like, like, <there's> <laughs> in the, it can get confusing as to what they're right. supposed to do. But the, the advantage of quirk is it's all kind of in your imagination, yeah, and it's all know. on PDF. Okay. So it's all through Drive Through RPG. You can order all the stuff right through them and immediately oh, maybe they maybe send you to the out. PDF.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because so, I know like my, elder, my elders especially loves like telling stories and all that. And we've got uh yeah. I mean, of course, you know, at that, that age, she's, she's just finishing up first grade. She's, uh, everything is, uh, Pokemon right now. Mm-hmm. So I actually sat her down and we had the play mat and I learned how to play that fucking game. Okay. It's I not a bad game. At. It's
3: not bad. It's, not it's
0: actually bad. not bad. It's not bad. And, uh, so I was but like, you know, you're going to have all these I cards, I taught her how to play it. And, and actually we have some fun with it. It's kind of cool.
1: Your daughter is probably the only girl in the school who knows how to actually play the game the cards are designed for.
0: Oh no, yeah, and it's mostly trading. But then she'll say, "Oh, I trade away these three cards or whatever." I'm like, "Yeah, but now we don't have the full deck anymore because we've right. gotten like these unmatched decks." And I'm like, "But why do I care, really?" <laughs> <laughs> like she, she's happy. She puts them in her binder, or whatever. And then we'll pull out the cards once in a while and play. And we don't even use a full deck. We're like, you know, yeah, full deck takes too long. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and uh her, her got to play the man, full deck. Yeah, but it's actually like you say, it's not it's not a bad game. And then what's what's the other uh, Yu Gi Oh?
1: Oh, we don't do that one. We haven't done. No, that
0: one. but she loves the TV show. Oh, and and, and it's strangely fascinating. Like it's on Netflix. It's F, like strangely fascinating. It's Have you watched it, Jason? Story. Obviously, like it's, uh,
2: back in the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and well, I've just discovered it now, and I'm like watching. It. I'm like, well, this is just so like who who thought like I'm going to create this cartoon television show, fairly serious, and just about like people playing games, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. But it uh, it, it works. Um, <sighs> So I was at the I was at the you know the, the bricks and mortar store and I saw it. I was like, oh shit, should, should I get it? But I was like, no, I'll just buy more Pokemon shit. We'll go with that. Um,
1: my some mystics though, I don't know how easy it is to find now.
0: Uh, well, they, ha- they they have a couple copies at uh, Meeple Mart. They sell it Barnes a and Noble, big store in Toronto. But uh, oh, is it
1: it's yeah. in Barnes and Noble? I'm, yeah. I'm creating artificial
0: scarcity. <laughs> <laughs> there you go it's beautiful. going for 700 dollars that's Dave. right and mine's on sale
1: no it is a great game and it, there's great components it's beautiful it's a really nice game and I told yeah, you well, I, I saw it I, I, I saw it at your
0: sucks. place and it looks good so yeah, yeah. so if you so do I'm play just playing going with, back sorry for a second to the iOS thing yeah. um, commander of the Great War does have a multiplayer component um it is and actually it's a Slytherine game as well and it says enter your Slytherine account which i don't have but i i assume it's fairly easy like that that um pike and shot is that through Slytherine? yes or, or is it through the, yeah. your, your your game center account Slytherine. So, so you can ship okay it off. so so folks if you have a Slytherine account and you play that like commander of the great war is uh another one that you could play head to head which might be fun, that's then, it, because it's a fairly large scale game. I mean, it would be like playing, you know, OCS on your iPad. You <laughs> know, so. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. No, well,
1: that's too much for me. I think.
0: Well, no, it's not as complicated as OCS. I'm just saying it's, the scale. It's big is there. Yeah, it's fairly easy to play. Like it's it's not complicated
1: well, to play. At no, least. I'm saying for me the advantage of Pike and Shot is like I can in five minutes
0: pump out my turn and send it. Yeah. So not, is, it ta- is it tact? It is tactical, right? One, no, it's yeah, okay,
1: okay. It's tactical, so you've got maybe fifteen to twenty units on each side.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: So, terrain. It's really nice, stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay, Do you guys so, know. Oh, never mind.
1: Oh no, what were you gonna say?
0: No, I was just talking. Um, just one other thing. I have on the iPad, and, and are you guys familiar with uh, uh Tiller Games, John Tiller Games?
1: Yes, of course. Yes. I used to, when he was with H, HPS. I played a bunch of the the games with. Like Panzer Battles, or what were they
0: called? Panzer Battles, yes. So those are all on iPad now. In case you didn't know, they haven't publicized it well, but uh, if you go to John, because John Tiller, uh, he's separated from HPS. They still sell some of his games, but he now has JohnTillerSoftware.com where you can buy all his games. And I've got, he's got three freebies just to try it out. So, uh, Jason, you like this one? Quang Trees, uh, 1972. Very nice. Uh, Civil War battles and Panzer battles. So, the, so, so they're all generic, right? So, so Quangtree 72, for instance, is just to, um, get you in, into his modern combat, which I think the actual games, if I can go into his mobile apps here, the actual available games for modern campaigns are Mid-East 67 and North German Plane 85. Uh, that the Tree cool. is, is, yeah, the Tree game is, is, uh, is, is the free version. And then there's the Civil War battles, the generic one, just to get you into the, you know, flavor of it and, and, and the, the, the rules and how it works is kind of generic. But then there's one, two, three, there's like 10 different games, you know, from Shiloh, Antietam, Chickamauga to Chancellor's Villa, Corinth, Atlanta, so Then he's got the Panzer Campaign one, which, uh, I've got the generic one, but then it goes into specific battles like Tunisia 43, the Bulge, Kharkov 42, Smolensk. So um they're worth checking out so for people who aren't familiar these are like almost like true hex encounter board games just on your computer and uh um they're a lot of fun i mean i i I got into gaming actually through squad battles which is his squad series and
3: uh
1: yeah the uh, the ai is very strong on those games
0: it is. It is. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, the, the
1: Panzer campaigns ones, I had like, uh, I think I had Smolensk. I had a couple of different ones. Man, I got hammered on some of that stuff. There's a lot yeah, of fog of war.
0: Yeah. A lot of fog of war. And there's options you can make it easier for yourself by removing fog of war. But really, if you get into it, um, they, they are as involved as a board game. I think they're, 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 and, and you know, the graphics are not great. The graphics are very basic, but, um, you know, the, the graphics are also like, it's a counter it is like a counter with a nato symbol on it and um yeah it's uh they're great so now he's transferred them onto ios now so check that out um you know if, if, if you're into that kind of thing and, and you want like a you know we were talking about you, you don't want to translate a board game directly
1: I have to say, Jeff, I don't think anybody realized I was uh, pitching a fastball right
0: into your wheelhouse on this whole iOS
3: <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Clearly.
0: either. I realized how much shit I have in my iPad that I don't pay attention to. It's awesome. <laughs> I was, like, Maybe I
1: was like, hey, I thought we might talk about some iOS games, Jeff. Like,
0: download. I got it. Oh, I got it. I got this one, buddy. You know what I don't got right now? A, a drink. drink. Is, a, is a drink, yeah. He should take care of that.
1: Yeah, I'm on the end of my six pack It's looking kinda of bad here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> can we can we can we take two?
1: Sure. All right. And whatever you do, Jason, do not stop recording. No, I'm
2: not. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep the thing rolling.
1: <laughs> do not take any cold medicine.
2: I'm all <laughs> drugged up. It's
1: I'll be back in a sec
3: too. All right.
0: Yeah. All right, I've got uh, a lot of booze on the table now. <laughs> just in case. It's Looking good. It's good. It's midnight and it's looking good. Midnight is looking good. Are you drinking tonight, Jason, or are you just like? Yeah, drinking? I'm
2: i'm drinking but i probably shouldn't be
0: now jason i'm gonna let that go (laughs) yeah you take that back
2: (laughs) i didn't mean it (laughs) my wife did kind of look at me sideways she was at a um at a dinner for her work and uh she got back she looked at me she's like you look terrible as I'm refilling my wine, I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel too good." She's like, "Have you taken anything?" Yeah, I, you know, I took this and I took this. She's like, "And you're drinking?" Yeah, it'll be fine. She's like, "Well, you know, we have to wake up at six, right?" I'm like, no, I didn't know that.
0: Wait, hey, what? You have to wake up at six. Uh, so
2: she's not going back to work next year, so we have to go clean her classroom out. Oh. So we have to pack up all her books and files and all that crap
0: alright yeah. I'm back at 6 in the I'm ready for, it and be, I'm ready for the, the iOS podcast
2: <laughs> yeah because they're only open from 7 to 11 tomorrow so we have to get down there and knock it out yeah That's fun
0: well, I'm looking at a three day weekend it's actually a long weekend for us so
2: is it a it bank is. holiday
0: Monday is Victoria Day in Canada we are the only Commonwealth country to still celebrate Queen Victoria's birthday long train well, well or whatever so yeah which is and obviously you guys have Memorial Day the, the next weekend and it's always uh, it's like too bad they don't coincide because it makes things a lot easier especially for me because my line I used to work with you U.S. constantly so it's always kind of complicated like oh you're not there on Monday I'm like yeah and then you know they're not there the next Monday <laughs> yeah, so I don't get those days coordinate? off anyway yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Now, Jason, when you're listening to Jeff, does he break up sometimes or is that just my connection?
2: Um, he did there. Okay. Oh, did I? I yeah. How's um, that I'm not that sure. better. It's it's part of the charm of the podcast.
0: it
1: is. The sound Yeah, I, I is. hear I hear a little bit of an echo sometimes too. Are you wearing headphones, Jeff, or you got your sound turned up or
0: No, I well, I just uh, I don't know. I, and uh, I'm just talking into my iPod. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm fucking technical here, Dave. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> well, so
1: it you ready, are we ready for some reviews? Sure. Yeah. Um I would like to go first. Go because it, I'm on dude. I'm on beer number six.
0: So. Yeah, we we better get that one in before before Sean Connery shores up.
2: Oh, where's the uh, public television
1: guy? It's That's That's going to be Huell Hauser <laughs> That's what nobody knows either, because Hauser is the new imitation. I've decided that I have that no idea who can... that
3: is. is that... I
2: didn't either. Oh. It's still it's still a, a, a worthwhile impression. Is it, is it a real Hulhauser? person
1: or? Well, he's dead.
0: Oh, okay. He used to be a real person. I want I want someone to come on and do a Shelby foot. That would be cool.
1: I don't know who that is. No, Schuhlhäuser she, is a gentleman. Schuhlhäuser is a gentleman who did a show called California's Gold, where he would uh, oh, okay. uh, go out and he would observe the most uh, meaningless and mediocre things in California with the most incredible amount of amazement whenever he talks. So Hugh. <laughs> Jewel might see a pile of rocks. sleep be like, are you telling me that all, all these rocks are from California? That is amazing. They're
3: like, no.
1: <laughs> all these rocks, that is incredible. Are you telling me this dog eats avocados? That is the most incredible thing I have ever heard. A dog that eats avocados? That's amazing. So there you go. That's, That's taste
3: awesome.
1: So. So taste. And people, yeah. people who <laughs> have heard Schuhlauser know that that is dead on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. We'll Hold to check second. All the Californians. <laughs> All California. was the Civil War? Uh... Well, I think
2: I think something got lost.
0: No, no, no. Yes. Well, I think we all talk to each
2: other.
1: So just stop talking. Is, it Jeff's connection is bad. I think it's Jeff's connection is bad at this
0: point. No, you're, I hear Jason fine. I hear is myself fine. No, but you're the one who's coming, knocking it out. So Now, how would it Jason possibly be that.
1: What? How could it be that I, I can't hear Jeff as well as I can hear you? I don't know.
2: I'm not the tech guy anymore. I got fired from that job. What, am I the take
3: what,
0: what are you doing? Who, who's more clear, Jason, <laughs> near,
1: near Dave? Who's quality broadcast? Jason, why see? don't I Jason? I'll hang up
0: with me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hang up, Dave.
2: What's great is I'm not going to edit any of this stuff out. Oh, sweet.
0: What's the podcast equivalent of an Emmy? <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll get the, ras- we're it. the Raspberry.
0: Yeah, no. You got you got to check out. You got Netflix, right? Check out yeah. uh, Ken Burns' the Civil War. So Shelby okay. Foote was this historian. He's from. Oh, folks, don't yell at me. Is he from not Mississippi? Maybe from Mississippi. Anyway, he's from the South, and uh, he sort of became. And he'd been a writer and a novelist, and, and and written a. a, a, a so how does uh, how, set how does it sound that sound? It's
2: it's your connection, Dave.
0: Yeah, he's sound better. So now
1: I sound fucked up. No, you no, sound better.
2: <laughs> Jeff sounded fine until you got back on.
1: Yeah. What the fuck?
2: Anyway, Shelby foot. Maybe maybe but
1: Jeff. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but he's got this Jeff like old time
0: Southern up. accent. That's huh.
1: Maybe Jeff should hang up.
0: Okay, I'll hang up. I'm gonna hang up now, right? All yeah. right.
1: Right. right. Jason's just like, oh, this is all shit. I'm gonna have to fucking. I, know, I, was, I was just that. saying.
2: I don't think I'm gonna edit it out. I probably should though.
1: Now, how come? So you and I are fine.
2: Yeah, right, and he on. and I were fine. So I'm back on again.
1: Okay. Now you sound oh, great. That?
2: Yeah, great.
0: everything sounds fine now. Okay, so maybe it was, who knows? Sweet,
1: your fucked up Canadian connection got all fixed.
0: It's my is my metric internet? Holy shit.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so, so i am, Shelby I'm, Foot.
1: Wait, I right
2: need to hear. On, yeah, so, first. well, okay, so, no, Shelby
0: Foot is he, he, he's this anecdotal style and, and he's got this this accent, the southern accent, but that doesn't really exist anymore. It, 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 it's more of the old school southern accent that uh, someone described it as like you know sort of listening to treacle and you know it, it's very easy to listen to anyway. And, and he's very sort of charming and, and has these great anecdotes and uh, so yeah, that's why I was saying if someone came on and could do that accent, then
2: you know, he'd be maybe I'll old. have to work on that. I need to bring. I need to bring some uh, impression game to the podcast.
0: Well, uh, watch the What's series that? again on Netflix and you can work on it. Sweet. In the meantime, Dave, sorry, you go with your uh, your PBS.
1: We're
0: two hours in yeah. and getting to a game.
1: So bad. <laughs> I feel like my connection is so bad that I, I can't even participate anymore. My connection is so terrible.
2: No, you sound fine. Yeah,
3: you're fine.
1: God, that's so weird. You think, like, at this point, like, in technology, like, sound would work okay. Three people could talk on a Skype line and record it, and it'd be normal.
2: There's a, there's borders involved, though, and.
0: Yeah. But there was one episode, what, about six months ago, where the sound was pretty, pretty pretty bad. It'd be that bad. Yeah,
2: that was, uh, technology fault.
0: That was, yeah. yeah.
2: The other, yeah,
1: had that, that can't... God, yeah. That can God, but to me, to me, I got to tell you, Jeff sounds terrible. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and not just be, it's not just his Canadian accent. I mean, it's like, it's um, really... I
2: think it's when we all start talking is when it starts breaking up. Yeah. Because, Dave, when you're talking, it sounds fine. But then when we start... Conversing, it, it gets muddy.
1: Well, so we this is going to be it. a fascinating. Hey, will you shut the fuck up? I was talking, Jeff. You're trying to fuck up my sound.
0: <laughs> Are you paranoid, Dave?
1: But we would all just take our turn slowly and talk and turn. <laughs> How about this? Why don't we? When you're done talking, you'll say stop. And <laughs> Full then stop. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. raise your hand.
1: <laughs> I guess if we did video, maybe we did we talk did... about doing video. But I wouldn't that even fuck up the 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 stream even more? Isn't that more intensive to do the video?
0: It would be, yeah. There'd be more. Sorry, <laughs> or sort whatever of the fuck it is going back and forth. That's do we want to
1: fuck up with Jason and we'll just say, hey, let's let's hell hang up and then let's do a video one so that. He...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: now we can post it to YouTube. That'll, that'll go over well. Oh, I'm sure. I don't have my makeup on.
1: That will never happen. That will never actually be a thing. Okay, so um, I'm going to review like, Chance for Victory. So if Jeff could not talk the entire time that I'm doing this review, I'd appreciate it because I'd like my very important review to get across.
0: So are you doing Last Chance for Victory? I just asked you not to talk. Well, I'm asking, well, yeah, okay.
2: Is this an MMP game?
1: This is an MMP game. So this is uh, Last Chance for Victory. It's a from the Line of Battle series. It has been previously done, but I just wanted to kind of go over it because it was kind of a game that came in that I was kind of a little intimidated with because of the size, and so I maybe didn't really even wanted to buy it at the time when it was produced, so now that I've kind of run through a bunch of games, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try to get this game out and see if I can really enjoy it and, and see if it's fun. And so uh, Last Chance for Victory is the line of battle uh, Dean Essig approach to Gettysburg. Mm. It's uh, really an enjoyable game. It, it gives you a lot of different scenarios that you can try. Um, it has a scripted beginning if you want to try uh, the initial you know, the, the first day of Gettysburg where Heath's division shows up and runs into the cavalry and then fights the Iron Brigade and all that stuff. Uh, right. Though it does kind of – you are on a script, and it's going to restrict you a little bit because, obviously, as Dean Essex says in the, the game, if he doesn't restrict you, um, generally they can smash the Union on the first day because they can see where everybody is. Right. So you're on kind of a schedule – and you're, you have a bunch of restrictions as the Confederates uh, to kind of keep you within the, the historical perspective of what the Confederates actually knew about the battlefield. So uh, you can do that version, or there's a bunch of other scenarios. There's even a quick intro scenario that gives you a, a quick battle. I think it's in the Peach Orchard that maybe takes like a couple turns just to get the feel for the rules. But generally, the way the game works is, let's see if I can whip this sucker out. I scale big. Most of the scenarios are four mappers. And I want to say the four maps are like six by four together. So oh. it's pretty large. Uh, there are a couple scenarios that use uh, maps that are called like the second, third day battles. You know, they are some maps for the smaller scenarios, but generally most of the really cool ones are going to be big. So of course I'm playing like the big one because that's what I would do in the type of situation. And so uh, what works in the game is you have regiments, you have uh, batteries. Uh, I'll run through the sequence of play real quick to give you a feel for it. Uh, The the first thing that happens in your turn, you're going to have orders, and orders can be like attack or move or in reserve. There's no guarantees that your generals are going to obey orders. Uh, It can take a long time for them to uh, orders to be sent out from a headquarters based on how good the army commander is. Or even for them to be received based on, uh, the abilities of the, the generals that are receiving them. And then you kind of have to, like, write out orders. Like, this core will attack on this axis towards this area. So there is some kind of, uh, play in the game where you're, you have to kind of play to the, the spirit of the orders that you're following. And you sure. can't be, this is not really a game for, like, min-maxers or people who are gonna, like, like be super competitive. It's not gonna be like a tournament game. Uh, movement's pretty simple. Basically, uh, your, your choices are you either, uh, you do a move activity and, and, uh, if you, uh, move less than half of your movement, you could fire at the end of your movement or you can just fire from stationary. But the only trick is if you move and fire, then the defender automatically gets like a shot at you. And it's not even based on, it's, it's called like the opening volley just on guys can see you it's just a die roll that you do and then you might take like a strength point loss or something like that so uh dean's kind of boiled down a lot of the stuff that used to be in the line of battle system to slow the game down uh with a lot of different situations that could develop and this is kind of given a really quick uh opportunity fire type situation where you can't just march up to a guy and shoot him and have no consequence to yourself obviously if you're going to march up and shoot at a guy those guys are probably going to fire at you, too. So that's in the game. Uh, there's rules for charging. You can charge with your uh, units, and you have to roll to close, move adjacent to an enemy unit, and then you have to roll to close to charge them. Uh, the downside is if you charge, there's a great chance, if led by a leader, that your leader is going to get absolutely killed. So. So anytime you suffer any kind of losses, you have to roll on the uh, leader loss table. Uh, The game has a lot of crunchiness as far as the actual battles because when the units are fighting, they're rated for what kind of weapons they have. They can have like Mm -hmm. rifled muskets or smoothbores or sharps rifles or henry repeaters. And so uh, certain weapons have better ranges. Certain weapons shoot better at... Like close-up, for example, if you had muskets, you could use buck and ball, like where they're going to load all sorts of crazy stuff into their muskets and fire them off at mm-hmm. the guys. Cool. Uh, the morale rules. Basically, if you suffer uh, some uh, loss in a shot or in combat, you're going to roll a morale. One of the neat things about the game that I like was um, while you might fall back or get, get beaten on a morale check, there's also something called cowardly lay. And so if a unit runs away or gets... Retreats as a result of combat. You put a cowardly legs marker down on, on the area of the unit left. And then any unit adjacent to that that has taken something because they saw somebody else run. So the cowardly legs uh, markers uh, stay on during that turn only. So it's kind of cool because, uh, it means like sometimes fleeing can contagious where units will see other units that ran and then be more likely to run afterwards. I oh, thought
3: that was cool. Let's see what else I got in here. Um, shit, I mean, that's I
1: think of artillery, infantry, obviously everybody was at Gettysburg. Um, talked about opening volley, uh, artillery can fire each other, artillery can be silenced by counter-battery fire. Um it's a good game. It's going to be kind of expensive. Oh, there's you, artillery can run out of ammunition and have to be replenished. You have rules for uh, sharpshooters and skirmishers, breastworks. So, so big thing is I guess the new line of battle rules. I really like them. I think they they while uh, the command rules and how the orders work can be kind of complex. The actual fighting and the movement is pretty pretty simple to understand. The problem for, for last, for victory is, uh, the price, because it's really big. It's a big game. I want to say it's like 140, 160. Wow. But, but if you get the rules, you can actually get, uh, none but here, which is the Antietam game that came before, mm-hmm. uh, which is only about 80 bucks, I think, or it's a much smaller game. So maybe if you wanted to try it out, you would get the, uh, like download the, The line of battle rules and buy the Antietam
0: game and see if you enjoyed it before you. Yeah, this is like over 2,000 counters. Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a 6x4 map, a lot of stacking going on. I really enjoyed it. It There's a lot of different formations you guys can be in. Uh, It really gives you that kind of flavor for regimental fighting. Guys are running and then they all start to flee. One unit runs away. Uh, So it's great. I recommend it highly. It was really good. If you could, if you can afford it absolutely buy it because it's it's kind of a, one of the better Gettysburg games guess the downside is the the footprint on your gaming table is going to be pretty large because the maps are huge, but they're beautiful counters look nice. Everything looks really good. And the other cool thing they do is um, they color code the cores in variations of the uniform colors. So it's sort of like in Brown, butternut and gray based on core and even the Union is in creations of blue, so you can always kind of easily tell which guys. So and it's great. I thought it was really a really good game, but again, if you think it's a little bit too much to buy into the system, you can get none but heroes. But the other cool thing, too, is that all the old RSS games are supposedly backwards compatible. So if you buy the old Regimental Series games from MMP or get them cheap, you can use these line of battle rules to fight those those older games. So That's it. in the that's review. Cool.
3: Ready to give it? I give it
1: I give it. I give it an eight for fun. I would give it a. <coughs> Anything but the command part is probably. Um, I would say it's like five or six beers, but uh, the command's going to be challenging just because the the moves and. Me, the advantage so with initiative. Like sometimes guys can try to change their own orders, so it can get kind of complex as far as what they're supposed to be doing, how long the order was supposed to be. I think with five or six beers we'll keep a track of that. So maybe you could maybe have a somebody like Braxton, who's not going to drink any beers, run all the orders. <laughs> <so> <laughs> that's just,
0: Very convenient.
1: Everybody else is completely shit So,
0: yeah. well, well, let me ask Dave, what? Um, how do the the orders work? Uh, is, is it like you're you're actually like writing down orders, or or is it just like the, the there's a chart that you're rolling on for orders, or what are the orders? Uh,
1: both. So basically, you've got you've got move orders. I think it's move orders, attack orders, and reserve orders. So you can issue a you're going to issue it. Uh, basically, you give them an objective. You give them an the axis of advance, and then those units take off. To do that, Uh, move orders, you're basically telling them, hey, you need to go to this location. Oh, and the the way it works sometimes too is they have have headquarters units. So the headquarters will go to a particular spot and then it's bolted to the ground. And then everyone around them, that headquarters, has to stay with the command base of that headquarters to be able to do what they want. So if you're saying, like, you're going to attack the peach orchard, that headquarters would advance to an area you in the order you would specify where the headquarters is going, and once it gets there, it can't move until it gets another order. Okay. So so if guys try to move out of command radius, they can. If they're outside of command radius, the only move that they can make is back within radius. So defend orders are kind of the default order. Uh, the uh, But the guys can try on their own initiative to do things, but generally the worst thing that can happen is that you're on move orders, and somehow the enemy Catches you you can't even. I think you can't even get out of like road column or column, and so they'll just start pounding you if your guys don't have good initiative and your leaders can't get them out. i can probably give you a better explanation for this. Yeah. I think there's an example. Pretty cool.
0: yeah. I was sort of asking because I, I I bought a game kind of on spec without really researching it too much because I like the uh, theme of it. It was a uh, Canadian Correct. crucible. You know, it's about one of the the Canadian battles after, uh, after the D Day invasion around Cahaw. Right. And, uh, it's, it's an MMP game as well as a, it, 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 I think that's what it stands for. And then I, oh, I get the game and I open it up. It's all cool. And, and like my old unit that I served with Queen's Own Rifles are like those little counters for them. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, it's my old unit. And, and then I read, so what are the, all these like, sheets, all these blank spots on there. You're actually supposed to like write out orders and do like diagrams of what your attack's going to be. And I'm like, holy shit, this is like this is like work. So, um, yeah, I if mean, anyone like, out there is listening, and if I'm totally wrong in the TCS series, maybe a, it is It looks like it's a lot of work, and it looks like it's going to be very complicated, and I haven't even looked at it yet, so... Tell me I'm wrong. Well, hmm, TCS, pardon, but, so. I
1: think the TCS series is kind of famous for being that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if I'd actually done any research or actually read anything about it before buying the game, I might have realized that. So and don't bother with that; it's overrated. It's out of shrink, but so I haven't mastered anything yet.
1: So, so let me give an example of how the order issuance cycle because it is kind of an important thing. So this is just straight out of the book. So it basically says: army commander issues an order to a corps to attack. Ensuring he's stacked with his headquarters, he makes a command roll, writes down an order. Uh, you note the delivery turn, and some of that's going to be based on how good the Army commander is. And they rank from, like, on fire. terrible. Um, so that gives you the – you can calculate the amount of turns it's going to take for the order to get to the Corps commander. It says uh, – and it's based on command – uh, if he has an awareness of normal and the two headquarters are out of command radius, the order would arrive at its destination in four turns. So in 15 minute turns. So if the order is issued at 7.30 a.m., the order arrives at 8.30 a.m. Two, once the Corps commander, in this case, gets his order at 8.30 a.m., he makes his command roll to accept the order. Assuming he's successful, he goes to step three. Otherwise, he keeps repeating. So the Corps commander, long street, like, looking, like not, and it's funny because in the game, Gettysburg game, Longstreet is bad in accepting attack orders, good in accepting rules. <laughs> so, kind of, they have like, he's, he's kind of like Jekyll and Hyde that way. So, then the next step is, the same turn the Corps commander successfully accepts the order, he reissues it to each of his divisions, jot down any specific instructions needed for each division, and then... Uh, noting the delivery turn as the army commander did in step one, but without any turns expended due to awareness. So, it's going to be so assuming step two was successful at 8.30 a.m., the order to a division and command radius would arrive at 8.45. So basically, now it comes into the Corps. Corps then sends the orders out at the division level on the 8.45 turn, based on the above. The division leader must now make a command roll to begin to implement the order. He doesn't need to be checked. But I mean, it's not <laughs> cops blaming but basically, the army commander sends an order to the court. You know on the order when it's going to arrive. It shows up. Does Longstreet accept it? it once he does, then he has to commanders. issue it.
2: And then right. they have to accept it. Once they so,
1: an example of an order is... It sounds issue. complicated, Dave. No, Dave part of the game.
0: absolutely the,
1: the actual game itself is not that
0: complicated but yeah so oh, uh, for me it's kind uh, of cool. how, how, how is it as a solo game like if you're soloing it how is this well because you, like you want them to, do
1: because the command rules you know i think it's good i think it's good I'm, I'm soloing it now and i'm enjoying it so okay
0: um, well no, that's good
1: yeah so i mean because i mean there's no guarantees you an order out to someone, and you're like, Jesus, he's not taking that order. Like, are they going to stop moving? Meanwhile, Longstreet's coming up to attack them, you know, or whatever. So,
0: I think it's good. Right. So, so it, it's almost like a self-imposed fog of war, almost, almost like like you send an order out, you don't know if he's going to follow it exactly or at all. So, so there is that kind of randomness to it, which is kind of cool.
1: Right, because to accept a command, to to pass a command roll, you have to roll a ten or more on 2d6 that's to accept an order now you add your leader command value which sometimes is 2 or 3 or whatever and the other cool thing is if you put a unit a a, a formation in reserve there are plus 2 to deploy from reserve so plus 2 deployment from a move order or plus 2 for any formation in reserve so it's cool I think it's fun i haven't really explored the move orders too much because are or, or the order system too much because i'm still in the first day of gettysburg where a lot of it's scripted as to what's happening so i'm gonna be able to probably know more but but it's a beautiful game really nice and if you're into gettysburg it's absolutely a game to have
0: yeah so. it is expensive though I'm, I'm on the uh bgg page and it's showing in the kind of hundred and so eighty five dollars is the low end to a hundred and sixty bucks. Yeah, so it's so. a lot of dough. I'll probably bring it to But it's place. it's a lot of it, it's a lot of game though too, right? So oh yeah, six laps, two and a half thousand counters. You know,
1: that's that's what I'm saying. I think none but heroes with the two rules that come with last chance for victory is probably a better intro for. Mm-hmm. And I want to say they're coming out with a new one like. Monocacy. Uh, Monocacy. I never know the name of that battle. See, I think it's where A.P. or Jubal Early tries to attack Washington or something. I don't know. Fuck. Who knows? I'm past what I'm prepared to talk about. <laughs> uh-huh. Well played. Yeah. Who's next? Who's up?
2: Jeff, if you want it, you could take it. Sure, it. Might might be that long because I'm doing. I'm just going to be over here sniffling.
0: Dude, I'm just picturing you doing big lines of coke right now. <laughs> not anymore. Let's <laughs> just come on. So this was more fun that way. Um, so uh, I'm doing something a little different. I'm not really reviewing a game. <clears throat> just re- reviewing some variations in games. And there was uh, a thread of a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago, whatever. <clears throat> someone was talking about Kaiser's Pirate. Which actually, games I got it. And they're like, oh, but it doesn't play well solo. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? There's a whole solitaire component to it, right? And the guy, at the and uh, I think it was Greg from Australia. If I got that wrong, I apologize. But um, yeah, I think it's no, I think it's Tony Bob, or, right? Oh, maybe yeah. God, there's a he, bunch was of cana- he was Canadian.
1: What? Oh no, I like it when we do this where we start trying to name. Maintain- <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know was, it's the guy. It's the guy with the cat was avatar. Dimbo from Arkansas? Come on. It's a guy oh, with is a it the?
1: Was it the, the cat guy with the watermelon helmet on? Yeah.
0: Damn. No. Exactly. It was that Moran from St. Louis.
1: Which, so, which guy was it? <laughs> was it the guy with the watermelon on his head? No,
2: it's just the guy with the cat avatar. The I Canadian no guy with idea. the cat. I I like, no I sound like
0: Marshall. Yeah. It's Cam- the oh. duck. That's like the 20 it's all the fucking duck. Come on.
1: There is one dude who has a cat avatar with a watermelon helmet
0: on.
2: I, I know who you're talking about. It's not that guy. It's it's one I mean, of the newer guys in the field.
0: Talking about coming into Toronto and going to 4-1 games. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's and call. he's from Hamilton, which is that's right call next call. door. Oh,
3: that's and call. we
0: talk about we're, we're going to play face-to-face sometime, and we haven't organized it yet, whatever. Uh, we'll get there. But no, no, this was a, a separate thread. We'll have to dig. Whatever. Someone is going to no, yell at the radio right now. I don't know <laughs> yeah. say.
1: Jeff, Jeff, Any- shut, shut the fuck up with your takeover Canadian uh, internet waves. I can't even get through. Paul Klimstra, that's the guy.
0: Yes, but yes. it wasn't. That's him. what I said. It oh, was, sorry. No, he, he, he went and bought. <laughs> cut just oh, but Jesus. That, Okay, it was that same thread, but it, Jesus okay. Yeah. There it goes. Anyway, that. solo yeah. variants.
1: No, no, let's explore this further.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Dave. Uh, Dave uh, I'm sitting back. I, I think you just like be quiet now and look good. You know what I mean? All right. the corner. Easy. Be not handsome, easy. but don't talk.
3: There's no video.
0: We can all picture it. <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, it got me th- uh, thinking about uh, uh, games that have you know, there are multiplayer games that have solitaire versions of them. And I noticed that at one point, Jason, you, you got all excited about playing Twilight Struggle solitaire. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I just kind of looked at a at a few games that aren't traditionally solitaire games that, uh, that have a good solitaire system that are kind of fun to play. Um. And actually, I'm sort of inaccurate, because Kaiser's Pirates is the first one. So there's three different systems here. And Kaiser's Pirates, of course, is a multiplayer game. Uh, you know, up to four players, but it has a purpose-built variant because with the game, you get its own deck, and I think, um, because I only bought it like two years ago or a year and a half ago, I think the original version didn't have the Solitaire deck, and that might have come in later at, uh, you know, kind of like the the upgrade, but now the, you know, the one you buy or the deluxe version whatever, is uh, basically, Kaiser Pirates has... Um it's got, uh, three decks. It's got an action deck, uh, uh, warship deck. And then you've got this fourth deck, which is your, your solitaire deck. And, uh, and that's only used obviously for the solitaire version. The other two I'm going to talk about are Twilight Struggle and Combat Commander. And those are, are, are two games that, uh, don't solo very well. Um you know They're both card-driven, and that's not the reason, because actually I'm soloing Paths of Glory right now, and I find it solos really well, and it's card-driven. But just the nature of those games, they don't tend to solo very well. Um, but I've found two variants, which are on BGG, that are actually done by BGG users that actually seem to work fairly well. Um, Twilight, uh, sorry, uh, Kaiser's Pirates, like I said, it comes with uh, a nice uh, solo deck. And what's great about this game... Um, is that it's very flexible with its system. So the rules state that, you know, you've got these, you've got a 100 action cards. And um, I think for, actually, I've never played the multiplayer version. Um, You know, you go through the whole game a few times and you you tally your score and it takes a couple hours, whatever. But... If you want, like, a nice quick game, I've got this solitaire version down to half an hour if you want it. Or you can play as long as you want as well, which is a nice kind of flexibility if you don't have a lot of time. Sorry? That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Like That's the thing of it. So in the solitaire rules, the very first thing you do is you take these action cards and you, you remove 12 of the cards, 12 specific cards. Um, so if you don't know the game, this won't mean anything to you. If you know the game, you're going to take out. And it will mean some of you. You're going to take out uh, both intelligence cards, both wireless intercept cards, and uh, you know the sail the Q ship card, searchlight card, and a bunch of others that are not are just simply not used in the solitaire game for for whatever reason. You just take them out right away. So now you're down to 88 cards. And then the rules say remove 48 random cards, so you have a 40 card deck. Huh. And you're going to go through that deck three times. Uh, using, you know, the rules, and that game will sort of be equal about an hour, an hour and a half. But what I've done is I've taken out additional cards at random to get down to a 30-card deck, and I go, you know, if you want a quick game, you go through the whole cycle once, tally the final score, and that takes about half an hour, and it's great, you know, like when you don't have a lot of time. Um for those of you who don't know Kaiser's Pirates, it's, it, it's, it's all cards. There's no board, uh, and a bunch of dice you use, uh, everything from D4, uh, to oh yeah, D6, D10, and, uh, D8, right? So it's, it's almost like Dungeons & Dragons in that sense. You're just missing D20. And, um, it's, it, 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 you know, it's rolling a bunch of dice, uh, quite often, but the cards are beautifully done. Uh, the artwork on them is, is, is you know, spectacular, and, and anyone who owns the game will tell you that. And, and it also kind of gives you this flavor, So Even though it's, it, it's just a card game, it gives you this flavor of hunting. You know, using warships and 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 disguised raiders to hunt these merchant ships and sink them, and and all the merchant ships and all the warships are actual ships that fought in World War One. Uh, so that's kind of cool. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so. And I don't want to go through all the rules, uh, I just want to say that, um, if you are into solitaire gaming, which a lot of us are, because, you know, you know, playing on Vassal is great, but a lot of times, like we were talking about earlier, you want the game in hand, uh, this, this is a game I can really recommend, uh, because the solitaire variant is very solid. It, it's, it's purpose-built. The solitaire cards, so basically you have these action cards, and your AI hand, your, 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 your opponent, or your dummy hand, Whatever you want to call it, um, will have action cards, but you're never going to see them. They're always face down. And after a turn, you know, according to the rules, you draw one action card and you bring it into your hand. As for well, while you're working for the AI, you're going to draw that action card. You're not going to look at it. You're just going to put it face down. You never look at it. Everything is done through the solitaire deck. And the solitaire deck, you know, the very first thing is you draw a card. You roll a D4, and there's four columns on it, um, and a, a one is no action which means like he's got simulates him having nothing in his hand. He can't do anything. So he just like passes basically. And then you've got, you know, you use your intercept cards or you use your uh, interrogate cards, which is where you're, you're, you're going to um, see if, if, if uh, one of the cards that, that your opponent has is actually a disguised raider. Um, and, and, uh you know, you, you've got attack and defense, um, um, uh, and and you've got special actions all on the same card. So every part of the, the phases that you go through in the game are on these solitaire cards on, on, on a single card. And, uh, I know I've played it. I think I've got like probably 11 or 12 times. I've gone through the solitaire game. And every time you draw that solitaire card to see, you know, what's going to happen next. And you roll that D four is the very first thing you do. There's a lot of tension there. And, uh, it really kind of brings the game alive to you. So, um, for those of you that sort of hesitate on Kaiser's Pirates because you think like, oh well, it's you know, it's a four-player game ideally, and maybe it is. I don't know. I've never played a four-player. I've only ever played a solitaire. There's this solitaire deck in there that makes this game so much fun. Yeah. And uh,
2: so with that, with those solo cards, it's playing yeah. the same way that yes. you would play a multiplayer game, right? It's not a different rule set. It's so you could even use that to learn how to play it, right?
0: Absolutely yes. I've never played it four-player. I know I could walk into a four-player game and play no problem. Now, nice. With, like I say, you pull out twelve specific cards. Um, it's only because, and I haven't gone into it too in depth. It's just that they don't really work with a solitaire game. Right, Yeah, that makes sense. It, it would be cards that require some human thought, and they're not necessary to the game. I mean, to, to, to you know, they don't ruin the game. Obviously. Um, all the solitaire card does is it's a single card and like I said, it has like, you know, several columns of information and a couple other pieces. Um, you know, go in the BGG site. You'll see a photo of one. Um, it basically has all the phases of the game and all the options that a human player would have are on that solitaire deck. And you use a D4 to, to kind of randomize what options you would use. Right. So it can, you know, it can get to the point where and, and, and the idea is you keep drawing these solitaire cards um, until you roll um, basically a one where it's no action, or you get to a card where where some cards say you know once you've played this card you don't play anymore and you lose you know your turn ends. And I've had it where it's like you start off fairly well, you're well ahead of the game, and by the time you've gone through 6 you <laughs> you're fucked, you know. And it's that's it's, cool. Uh, it, it 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 it's this this it's really well designed i guess is what i'm trying to say as a solitaire game i don't know the multiplayer game of kaiser's pirates i haven't played it and i'm sure i will one day i want to but i i've really you know come to love this game just uh, as a solitaire variant and uh, so that's one that is designed by the gaming company or, or by the designer and who designed this game is james day so well done james um the other two I want to look at, and if you want, we want to go into our ratings, uh, Kaiser Pirates for Fun is a, uh, an eight or a nine. And wow. for, I mean, cause I enjoy it. I, I like the theme. Um, I love the components. You know, the cards are high quality. The artwork is fantastic. Um, like, really, really good. Um, beers. Once you get through the rules, and there is a great, I mean, you know, typical GMT rules, there is a whole couple pages of, of kind of like examples, like work-throughs. So for both, for the, there's several pages for the, the multiplayer game, but there's also three pages for the Solitaire version that it works you through, you know, like Mike is playing Solitaire and he does this, this, and this, and... That's cool. This, this is how he plays his hand. So it, it's, it's, it's easy to learn. Uh, once you learn it, uh, you know, like, have fun, like, eight, nine beers, no problem. Eight, nine Canadian beers. So it's like, the <laughs> American beers, I don't know how that translates. So, uh, um, so yeah, Molson, the first Molson, one I wanted to go right? through was basically a, a purpose-built game, uh, a purpose-built v- variant of, of a multiplayer game. The other two uh, go through a little quicker um Are games that have been done by BGG people, none of whom I think are uh, guildies, which is too bad. They are, but uh, they're certainly not. Uh, they don't make themselves known. So Twilight Struggle is a game that I don't think solos very well if you're just it, playing both. It does hands. not. No, and you know, having I mean I played, I, I tried it out, and I did you know, too. it was just to get to know the rules. But it, it doesn't really work that much. Um, and 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 like I say, that's not necessarily of all a truth of all um, card-driven games. Because Paths of Glory, I find solo is very well, even though you know what the other guy has. Um, maybe because there's a because what's on the board is important as well. You know, like I'm not sure. I just I don't know the reasons it has been but it certainly works as a solo game. Twilight Struggle does not. However, uh, a guy named Jonathan Fano, who on the uh, on BGG goes by Struggle in Twilight. Oh, <laughs> so I'll look him up. Um, he, uh, I went through I don't know, a couple months ago, I was just kind of like surfing through the Twilight Struggle page, and saw this as like, you know, AI variant. And I'm like, okay, what's this? And I guess he'd done several versions. This is version 1.3.0. And he's basically said now, I'm not doing any more. I'm going to do some other things now it's incomplete is kind of how he put it. So I've printed it all out and yeah, I could probably use a few tweaks, but honestly it it works really well. And what he, and I I believe he says it in in his write-up, he bases this on the coin series on, on the AI, um, uh, how do you do it? Flow charts. Flow chart. Yeah. Exactly. Now I, I have fire in the lake. I haven't played it. I've, I've read the rules once, so I don't really know how that works. Jason, I know you do. Um, and, and many guildies do as well. But what you have is you have uh, one, two, three, six pages I've printed out here. And yeah, maybe they could be better organized. Um, you know, at first you have to read through a whole bunch of it to, to find out what order I should do this in. because he, he hasn't like organized the, the infrastructure very well. Um, maybe that's what he means by tweaking but but it's solid what he does here and basically what it is is and it's beautiful because you can play either side you can play the Russians or you can play the Americans right and and, uh, and then the other side the, the rules you use are the an AI flow chart so basically um, it takes you through one two three four eight there's nine steps you go through um, but it... it I I shouldn't say that. For every action round, right? You you grab your card and then you start following the steps. And it's basically a if I'm not you know it's an if then process. Uh So if the card has this, then you do this, and you keep going through the steps until you get to a step that matches. So first of all, I'll just read it out. Step one is coup in Italy with a three plus ops card. <laughs> nice. Well, if Italy is already yours, or you don't have the three plus ops card, you go to the next step. Right. And it says place influence in uncontrolled battleground countries in Europe, and then A, in the highest un- level uncontrolled battleground countries that can be controlled this action turn, starting with the highest one at a time until each is controlled, or B, in the highest level uncontrolled battleground country that's adjacent to your superpower, like Poland, for instance. If that doesn't work, then you go to three and four and et cetera, until you find the rule. That applies to the situation you're in, and you'll find more often than not you're using the ops points. you're not using the actual event.
3: Yeah. Which found, is how you
0: should play it anyway. Exactly, which is how you should play it anyway. And I've found a couple times where I'm in a situation where like you've got to use that event, right? Because it's worth VP to you, and you're you're down VP. But according to his, you know, play structure, you shouldn't use the event. Well, fuck it. Like, just house rule it and use right. the event. Yeah. Like, 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 use some common sense. And and that's why Jonathan has done. And I don't know this guy at all. And um, but he's done a really good job with this. And it the first couple times I played it, and I probably played the solo variant. Oh, I want to say five or six times. Um, the first couple times I've played it, yeah, I had to like I was like flipping through like, you know, oh my god, what am I supposed to do now? And reading every single step. And then all of a sudden it clicks. And actually there is. Flow to it, and there is um, you get to know that. Well, you know, you, you sort of memorize the steps, so you know exactly where to go to, and then it all of a sudden flows and it goes really fast. And I found it to be a lot of fun. I found it to be, I mean, I've uh, I've played Vassal a few times, uh, and uh, you know, against a human, and I found it to be almost as fun as that because uh, <laughs> I think when you play, and, and I think that, that, that that's high praise because when you play, oh a, for sure. You know, it, nothing is ever as fun as playing against someone else, unless it's a, just a solitary game like you know D-Day on Hot Beach. But this, this all is almost there. Um, so while he's right, yeah, it does need some tweaking. It's incomplete. Um, it's not, it's not horribly so. And like I said, a little bit of common sense, a little bit of like your own house rules to play the way you'd like like to suit your own style. And have a lot of fun with it. So if you go to the Twilight Struggle page on BGG, it's in the file section. Uh, it's Jonathan Fano or Struggle in Twilight. Uh, check it out if you're uh, if you're a solitaire gamer like a lot of us are, and you don't get to you know play face to face too often. Um, download it. it like I said, it's like six or seven PDF pages, and, and definitely worth your while to try it out. Uh, fun factor on this I like try to like struggle a lot I, I don't get to play it that often against other people so for me the fun factor is uh, it's, it's like a nine and um, the the drinks factor um, I think at first it's about a six because you do have to kind of pay attention to what you're doing and once you get into the flow like I described it like you get to to, to sort of memorize some of the steps then it's uh it's you know an eight or nine beers on that's that. that's awesome one. yeah so it's definitely like it, it, it's it's user it's a BGG user who invented this, and he's obviously very creative and 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 maybe in another life or or you know if he didn't need to work for a living he could be a game designer you know like he seems to have that kind of talent. The last thing I want to talk about, and uh, I promise this will be very brief, is Combat Commander, which is also another game that I know the guys in the guild have said like oh yeah you can solo it you just kind of leave the hand down. I I I don't know. I've tried it and... Um, because I have all a Compact Commander and I've actually never pulled it out and played it physically. I've, all my games have been on Vassal. I've played about 25 times, right? So I really am desperate to play like the actual cardboard version. So uh, I've tried soloing it with both hands and it's... For me, it, for some people it works, but for me it doesn't, personally speaking. Um, it's kind of like playing Twilight Struggle solo. It just can't just my disbelief or, or, or whatever, you know, however you want to put it. Um, so once again, a few weeks ago, I was on the, the, the CCE, the, the Europe page, and found a variant that is, uh, you know, designed for solitaire. And it's by a guy named, uh, who goes by the handle of Kansai Chris, and it's Chrisism or Chrism. C H R Y S M is his, you know, handle if you want to search them and it's, it's pretty near the top of the file structure. And this is like even simpler. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't tried it out that much. I've kind of like gone through it once and it, and it seems good. So I'll just go through it quickly, but it, it's got a lot of potential. Uh, he hasn't put as much thought or or you know, design effort into it as the twilight struggle guy. Uh, but, or, or obviously it's, it, like, you know, it's, just a, it's a few typewritten pages in, in, in a Word doc. But what he basically does is he says that to create a fog of war, you need some randomness thrown in there. So there's three decks in, in, in Combat Commander Europe, right? You've got American, was it American Soviet, and German. Um, he, you, you take the unused deck, so if you're doing a Soviet German one, you take your American deck, and this becomes your fog of war deck, as he puts it and what he does just briefly is um, instead of having a concealed hand right each player has as he puts it a tableau of cards it's very romantic I guess
3: <laughs>
0: um, and, and and I should specify what, what's different about all these three things is like you know you've got the Kaiser's Pirates was a purpose built solitaire game against a, you know with specific solitaire cards the Twilight Struggle is against an AI with a flowchart. This one, you play both sides. Okay. Um, you play both sides and with his tableau of cards, you, you create a fog of war for both sides so that you're almost like God looking down and you're, you're not choosing a side. You're just like playing it out and see what happens. So what he says is you take a, um, your hand size that is given to you by the rules, and you add four to that, and that's how many cards you're going to draw. Okay, so if you're a defender, which would normally be uh, four cards, you draw eight. Okay, uh, if you're a recon, you would draw nine. You know, five hands, and you'd ten for attack, because you'd have six plus the other four. And what you do is for every so now you're going to let's just say be the, the American term, you're fighting Germans. You have your Soviet deck, and if if your if your order limit is say three right depending on what um, you know what the scenario is so you have an order limit of three could draw three cards from this third deck and what you're looking for is you were looking for the die rolls okay but just the numbers on the dice so the example you he uses is you draw three cards and the d6 results are one and two four and four and five and six so as in, so you, you, you drop all the doubles and basically you would have one, two, four, five, six. Those are your individual numbers. And what you're doing is then is you to in order to play an action or an order, you take one of your numbers that you have from this random deck, right? Say we use the two, and you look at your hand of let's say it's eight cards, and you have to match that two up to one of the, the die rolls on that deck. So I don't know if that's making sense. So if you want to play a fire card and you have in the fire card is say a six and a five on the die roll and you don't have a six and a five on those three cards you rolled, you can't play that fire card now. <laughs> okay? That's interesting. So, yeah. And let's say you have this one, two, four, five, six, you can only each use each number once. So once you use the two, right? You have a fire card and an assault card, and you want to assault, but but both of them, the only one you can use is a two, and you, you only have one, two, so you have to pick and choose between. Is that sort of making sense? So, yeah. what he yeah. he actually takes actual D's and he puts them on the cards as they're used to keep trapped. So, it sounds this, kind of fucked up, I'm so sick.
2: I am so sick. <laughs> <I> am miserable. <laughs> I apologize to everyone oh, geez, it's
3: listening. Jason is real.
0: But you know what? Like we've got to give him a medal or something. Oh,
1: so uh, a- 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 Jeff, I-, I faded out at some point, but I just wanted to because I was trying to mute myself because I didn't want to like mess up with your you, the jamming coming from the Canadian broadcast company that's screw up my signal. Um, so. The idea is that you're matching up the cards that you play. The the, the, the card that you play, the, the numbers that are on the card have to match the cards that are off the, the solar deck?
0: Yeah. Yes. How,
1: how many numbers?
0: You're going out. to end up... So so when you draw those three cards off your random deck, we'll call it the Fog of War. He calls it the Fog of War deck, right? It should be the so you're going to draw the Three deck. cards. You're going to take the D6 results and you can each use, use each number one. So if you have doubles, like a double four, you can only count one four. So potentially there would be eight different numbers. But in reality, if you have doubles, you're going to have less, right? So the example he uses is he has, and he actually has photographs on this, this printout. He has a, a one and a two, a four and a four, and a five and a six on the three cards. So basically, Drop one of the fours because you can't double them up, right? So you're going to have one, two, four, five, six. Okay. And that's how. But he also said that. So that's potentially how many orders you could use, right? But they have to also match up with the actual hand that you have. So let's just say there's no ones in the cards you want to use. You can't use that one. It's going to be useless to you. But, um, what but it does when,
1: you, it, when you use a card that matches up, do you burn that number or can you yes. just
0: use it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the thing of it. So, so, you have to make a decision. Say, say the number you want to use is the number two. Okay? And that number two represents a fire card and a move card, for instance. Well, you only have one number two. You can only use it once. So, you're going to have to choose between a fire and a move now. So, what it does, in a nutshell and 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 I would recommend downloading it it's uh one two it's it's, it's four four pages basically in, in in a word doc is download it and 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 set it up and check it out because I think and I I haven't played through it very much I'll admit that but what I'm seeing with it is it doesn't make anything a secret but what it does is it gives you kind of like that god view where you're not you don't have full control of what's going to happen so you you kind of get to Get to see what happens from up on high, if that makes any sense. Um, It it gives a fog of war for both.
1: When you say there's a two, uh, Um, that means, like, say, say it's a one two. Like, how many numbers will be played out in the solo? Like six numbers, solo.
0: Potentially up to eight numbers, but it all depends.
1: Okay. Um, So if you have like a two three on your Mm. card that you want to play. That means you have a two and a three have to be showing on the solo cards.
0: No, just one of them. Okay. Just one of them. Okay. So if you have a two and a three, you can use either. So it could be to your advantage or it might not matter. Right. But yeah, it's, 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 it's whatever shows you can use one of those digits. So, um, I don't think his system is perfected. I, uh, I think it's got a lot of potential.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a cool um, idea.
0: Yeah, it's a cool idea, and I think it's a a good solution to a problem with combat commander. Well, not a problem. I mean, not 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 that the designer would see as a problem, but we as solitaire or solo players would see. It's a solution that I think is really worth checking out. Um, that uh, I think he's been very creative with it. Um, I think it, like it says, like I say, it gives you that overall view where where he wants you to play both sides, and he's giving a fog of war for both sides. And, I, and maybe fog of war isn't a great term; it's almost like a randomness so that you yeah, more friction. Would, would, yeah, exactly. But it, it kind of makes it so that how does it say? Almost like it makes it more fair because when you're playing combat commander solo, it's like, well, geez, I want to play this fire card, but you. You know, and I know that you know this guy's got a pill, like my other hand has a pill box. So I'm gonna throw that pill box down. It kind of like, it becomes very predictable, and and and, right, and right, you know right. the storyline is, is is not gonna be that much fun. This makes it a bit more. I, I guess instead of giving a fog of war, maybe it becomes more unpredictable because you can see what you have in in, in both your hands, but you don't know what you're gonna be able to play. And I think that would be more fun. Um, That's cool. Certainly. Yeah, it's certainly it's going to be a little bit different from a traditional Combat Commander game. Um, so we were talking earlier about Kaiser's Pirates. The Solitaire version, I think, is almost exactly like the multiplayer version game, with a couple tweaks. This is actually going to be different from a traditional Combat Commander game, but I don't think it's going to be... I still think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's something I'm certainly going to play more of to get into and, and you know, kind of analyze a bit more. But, I you know... Guys in the guild, like, download the, the rules, like I said, uh, uh, check it out, give it a try, um, I can't really rate it that well because I haven't played it enough, but I, I f- for the simplicity of the rules, certainly it's like, you know, a 10 beer game because he keeps it really simple, like, maybe my power... There's a description after a couple of Scotches and a couple Bodingtons Boddingtons aren't like the best in the world. Um, but right. I'm looking at the sheet right now and it is really straightforward. Like read it through. It's one of those things where you read through is like, you know, if A equals B, just put that card down kind of deal. Right. And after a couple read throughs, it's, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, so worth checking out. So yeah, I just want to do something different today. Just uh, like I said, a lot of us play solo and um, these are, are kind of games that traditionally aren't solo games. Um, and just kind of like different ways of looking at them and uh, some creative ways of, of, of playing card games especially or card-driven games solo that yeah. work. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Jason, do you feel like doing your review or are you too sick?
2: No, I think I can get through it. Okay. I've been trying to do this thing for three months now. Good man. <laughs> or I guess just two, but three podcasts now. Yes. Um, I'm going to talk about downtown... And I feel like I've talked about it before.
1: You sound so terrible.
2: I know.
0: I'm going to power through it. So Jason, um, oh, I've, I've dialed 9-1. <laughs>
1: I've
0: got my finger over the next one, just in case. Okay. All right, I appreciate that.
2: No problem. I'm not, I'm not that far gone. I just sound pretty shitty. <laughs> so um, Downtown's a game that almost as soon as I started Wargaming that I was really interested in Um and I'm not even, like, super interested in war, I mean, air games. Um, but just, the, the subject matter of, of downtown just really spoke to me. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Um, so I found it on, I bought it from BGG because I guess the designer said that he's potentially working on a reprint for GMT. Uh so the market kind of got flooded with with them cuz it was going for somewhere around $80 for a little while. Um so I picked it up for I think 40, which wasn't bad. Um So the the, the game itself is is modeling the air war uh over Hanoi during the Vietnam War. Uh, one side plays the DRV, the, the North Vietnamese, one side plays the US, uh and the the US is basically setting up a bombing run based on the different scenarios. This, the scenario you'll roll on a chart. And it will tell you what your target is and what your um, what your order of battle is. And then you map out how you're getting to that target. And then you assign or uh, the scenario will assign different aircraft for different missions, you know, cap jamming that kind of thing. Um, your your bombers are basically on rails from that point once you start the, the game um, they have to follow their flight path but the the cap and the jammers can can fly out um, and then a, a cool feature in in theory is you have to fly a, a recon mission to actually make sure that the the that the the uh the target was actually destroyed you have to have photographic proof of it well oh, that's um, cool yeah, it's it's pretty cool, but at that point, like the recon plane has to come on five turns after your last bomber, so it's it's pretty far behind. Um, but the the DRV, if they have uh, aircraft still in the air, they can potentially shoot it down because they're not you know very well laid out. So you just kind of fly them up high and try to take pictures as the last step of, of the game, which is which is kind of cool. You know, it's not just one of those things that. Oh, I dropped a bomb. It's it's going to do a bunch of damage, and I get credit for it. Um,
1: That's cool. You have to show your work. Right.
3: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, so the game itself, when I got it, it has like a 45-page rulebook, something like that. Yeah. That's about Which for me is about the it's about the edge of my of, of my limit um but you know with enough encouragement from guys like Mitch and Jesse i i got through it um and there's a lot of rules in there but it's not i think my problem with with big rule books is when there's exceptions to the rules and that's something that like you know the standard combat series does a lot that some of the mmp games they have this is the rule but you know in april of 44 this is the rule that counteracts that I, I don't do well with that I don't I don't have the brain capacity for it so while this has a lot of rules it's more process heavy than than rules heavy I would say it's very very step driven um, like the the sequence of play has like 10 steps in it um, but once you get a feel for it it, it actually flows pretty pretty smoothly um, and and in general it's going to be a typical, Kind of move combat thing. So so there's nothing super crazy. The combat isn't very modifier heavy. So so combat's pretty easily resolved. It's all roll a d10, look on the CRT, and kind of d- d- do the result. Um, combat while it's not necessarily bloody from a shooting aircraft down. It's very. Um, it creates a lot of chaos on the battlefield um, because. Pretty much anytime you take contact, your your I keep wanting to say ships. Your aircraft are going to get kind of disorganized, and they have to uh, recover, and they're going to get out of formation, which which adds a lot of fun to it for me because I like some of that kind of unknown thing going through it. Um, I've played it twice, um, uh, so.
1: And, the, and the, J- Jason, this is a two player game, right?
2: This is a two player game.
1: Okay.
2: Um, and I've played it two players, uh, just using the, the rules as a solo game, which is not very good. Um, I've played it two player on Vassal with Mitch. Um, and I think Jesse and I are, are, are actually going to play on Monday. Um, it's great opposed. Um, and then there's also solo rules for it that the designer put out. That basically just, uh, you play as the US and the, the rules kind of take over some of the, the DRV actions as just random events basically. You roll a die, check on a table to see if, you know, more ships come out or more SAM show up, more, you know, more, uh, fire cans, that kind of thing. So it handles some of the, the hidden aspects actually pretty well it adds maybe three or four steps to the sequence of play which and they're all
1: pretty much die rolls so 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 is it fun to play the North Vietnamese
2: yes um, <laughs> do you remember us talking about this are, yeah. are you are you queuing me up
1: I am not I'm just, so I said last time yeah, I, this is all
2: spontaneous okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I said last time I think this game made me realize I'm a communist because even when I'm playing as the US I'm rooting for the for the DRV. The, the North Vietnamese. I played as the North Vietnamese uh, against against Mitch, and it's and it's still fun. You're completely overwhelmed uh, in especially in the in the air to air. You can take some pot shots against the 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 um, bombers if they you know get in an area where they didn't know you had a SAM or some some hidden anti aircraft. Um, I <laughs> I I didn't play very well against Mitch. Um, I I had some of my aircraft too close to one of my SAM units, so then they couldn't fire because there's potential for them to hit me. Um, so you kind of have to be aware of that kind of thing. But even though the DRV are pretty outnumbered or pretty outgunned, um, it's still pretty hard for the U.S. to win. Um, basically, at the end, you um kind of shot down DRV, destroyed SAM targets or SAM sites, destroy targets, uh, the, de- the degree of destruction that you caused, um, if it was actually verified, that kind of thing against how many aircraft you had shot down, how many crews you lost, um, and losing one aircraft is, um, I should have looked up the number, but it's, it's pretty devastating to your victory point total to lose even one aircraft and one crew, yeah. um, so it really takes a toll. So, like, destroying the target completely is, is nine victory points. Um, for every fighter you lose, it's one minus one victory point. And uh, every crew you, loo- you lose is, is minus one. So, you know, one aircraft shot down is right away minus three. And really to get victory... The, the US has to score nine points or more. The, the five to eight range is inconclusive. Uh, and then less than five, the, the DRV wins. So there's, a, I see a lot, or I've seen a lot kind of in the inconclusive range. Um, which if you're, if you're playing it to win is going to be an issue for you. But for me, it's more, you know, exploring the system. Um, kind of seeing these, these things played out. The the scenarios come with really cool flavor text or history kind of surrounding what what they're modeling and why um, why the targets are the targets that they are why the aircraft is what it is you know it's all based on time and um, and what branch of service is actually flying you can fly as the the air force or the navy um, really cool system really cool game it's it's one that that I'm gonna keep trying to play. You know, sometimes I get a game and I play it, you know, three or four times. and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm good for a little while. But twi- uh, Twilight Struggle. I'm looking at the AI for Twilight Struggle. The 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 downtown's gonna be one that I'm I'm gonna keep coming back to now, for
1: sure. Now what's what scores points for the U.S. player? Like damaging targets, like damaging targets, factories, or what are you doing? Like
2: yeah, bridges, factories, Hilling so, like, um, how-
1: <laughs> do, you, do you get you get more points if you get photographs of it or do you get no points if you get no photographs?
2: You get so if you destroy the target you Somehow would get Somehow that's fascinating in the me. No, for for sure. So if you destroy the target and and you don't roll for that until the bombing run's over, so you know you're rolling B52s over, they'll do a certain point of damage and then those tally up if I if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mitch and I played it wrong. I think they tally up and then you roll at the end to see, you know, that amount of damage against the chart. So if you if you destroy the target based on the CRT, you get nine points. But if you don't get like BDA, if you don't get photographic evidence of it, it's minus three victory points. So instead of nine, it would only be worth six. So you 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 know you have inflicted the losses um, and and quote unquote affected their their will to keep fighting, but it, it, you didn't really get a successful mission because you 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 couldn't prove it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't show your work. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, lot, lots of fun. Um, even though it's really hard looks like for the U.S. to win. Um, yeah. yeah, lots of fun. Um, I don't know what I rated it. I, I'll give it an 8. Um, maybe 8.5. It's it's loads of fun. Beers, uh, your first couple games, you're going to want to kind of take it easy just to make sure. There's a couple small rules that that's the kind of stuff that I tend to screw up. Um, but I think, I think I'm at the point now, right, where I have everything. So the first couple games, you'll want to take it easy around, you know, four. Um, but once you get it, it's still probably not a super heavy beer game. Maybe, maybe around six, just so that you can make sure that you're, you're getting everything. Um, and then not, you know, putting your aircraft where it's inflicting or not inflicting damage, but impeding your yourself in your, your war efforts. Lots of fun, highly recommend it. If they put the reprint up on P five hundred, I probably won't get it. Um as much as I love rebuying games for some strange reason. Um <laughs> Um this one has enough in it. I ha- I got the it comes with the the one I bought came with the expansion which adds like Australians or something. Um, I haven't gotten there yet, but loads of loads of fun. Uh, if they if they put it up, I would recommend people definitely back it. It's 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 good fun. That's that wasn't good. too rough, right?
1: Good. No, that was good review, dude. <laughs> Especially since you sound like you're like on your last legs. <laughs>
3: I'm,
1: I'm hurting. This, this podcast is not coming out tonight, folks. <laughs> no,
2: it's not. I was just going to tell you. It'll be tomorrow.
0: So, uh, so do we need, so Jason, do we need like, to Just in case, can I have your games? <laughs>
3: like,
0: um, like, you're not sounding too good, so... I'm thinking, <laughs> you know... I'll oh, 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 did before someone else asks.
1: I think we've talked about this before. Who gets the games? I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So I could do ASL Minute unless we want to wrap it up.
3: Um, yeah, fine. go, go no. for
1: it. Okay, um, so uh, this is going to be the ASL Minute. So this is where Jason would put in the ASL Minute theme. The time down now.
3: ASL! ASL, 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 asl,
2: asl, asl Minute! Brought to you by Lucas Stonewall Brooks. So we're
1: like... I'm here to talk to you about something called residual firepower. Residual firepower is located when you fire in a hex. It just doesn't go away, that fire. It still stays in the hex. It's amazing. So in ASL, if you shoot at a location, (laughs) half the column of the firepower still stays there. So later on... Are you telling me that if later on some guys run through that hex, they're going to get attacked by half the firepower value? That is incredible, but it's true. So in ASL, if you shoot at a hex, even though you're no longer firing at that hex, if someone else moves through that hex, they will still get affected by that firepower. Now that there are some restrictions... Residual firepower can never form a fire group. Also, MF and MP expended simultaneously do not cause multiple residual firepower attacks. Are you? I can't believe that. That isn't. That is just incredible. And that's it for residual fire. So firepower.
2: is that is that during the same turn, or is that?
0: Ooh, that's fucking brilliant. Okay. That's better than your I, Sean Carter impression.
1: I'm sorry, Jason. What was your question? Are you telling me that dog eats avocados? That is amazing.
2: So the firepower stays it, there through through the turn or continuously? It
1: only lasts through the movement phase. Okay. It's that, green. That, that was my the question. marker is green colored, and that's what tells you that once the movement phase is over, it gets lifted up off the table. Uh, so if you try to move units through the same hex... Basically, if units run through a hex and get fired at, and later on you try to run some more units through that hex, they also get affected by that firepower at a reduced result. Are you? That is incredible.
0: That's all. I, that's all I got.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> that's all he says.
0: That's all he awesome. Dude, does. we're so getting Emmy for this now. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. I, I do have a bit of
2: a rata. It was Paul. Klimström, Paul Klimström. Are you who we were talking kidding about. me? Dave Are was right. Are
3: you kidding me?
2: But but. Dave, Dave was right. But hang on. And I apologize. I said Bob, Paul.
0: I meant Paul, Canadian. It was it Paul who said oh, that there's no solitaire version? Oh, no. no. He was <laughs> the one that was shopping. Exactly. Oh, okay. It's we also, were talking about different people. The guy who said it was no solitaire version, I think, it was Greg from Australia. Yes. In the same thread. Okay. Yes. Shopping. And I, I replied to it. And I said, "Greg." I see. Greg, you're upside down. Blood's rushing to your head. I understand.
3: <laughs>
0: your
2: toilets are flushing the wrong way.
0: You're not it's thinking a, straight. It's the whole thing. I I'm, I thought I'm you were a about pack Australians because I'm half Australian, so. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever they'll, you know, they can hate me. That'll be Well, right. well
1: apology accepted, uh, Jeff yes. and Jason.
2: Yes, you were right, Dave. Well done. I'm well, terrible with names. I'm not I, a, no, fuck
0: no, you, I'm apologizing. No, I <laughs> Canadians never never say that's their scotch spray. talking.
1: Hey, Jeff.
3: I, Canadians I never say, say this.
0: Oh, minute! too late. I already
1: accepted
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah. All right. All right, gentlemen. I better turn it in. Yeah, right. Let's go.
0: This will be up tomorrow. in the, Probably uh, in the nope. evening.
1: No more Canadians because I really think they're jamming my uh, internet access. Obviously,
0: you're yeah. not going to invite me back? In another 11 months. Well, technically, 11 months. Jeff, Jeff you've I actually. Expect, I, April, Jeff, April 2016, I'm
1: in. Jeff, you've actually slept in the room that I'm podcasting from.
0: Really? He's actually laid in this bed. That's hot. I know that is pretty, pretty so hot. Let's go back to the beginning of the podcast where I heard Dave say. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff has slept
1: in this room. He's Jeff slept here. I'm going to have to put up a plaque.
0: You should, you should. And and I actually fell asleep reading one of your American Civil War books. Aww.
1: Which is incredible when you consider that we were incredibly
0: intoxicated. Dude, I was so fucking oh, drunk. Plus, I was jet-lagged. <laughs> drunk reading is awesome. I was drunk, jet-lagged. And I mean,
1: we, we couldn't play Red Winter. We were so hammered. We were like, well, <laughs>
0: we, we, we got through the first couple of turns, I remember, or phases, whatever it was. But I started just like falling asleep. Like Dave, I'm really sorry, but um, I posted for those of you who uh, who haven't been in the guild very long, go search. Um, I the posted belt. the photograph of our receipt from that whatever. That, that <laughs> oh was. yeah, that I think awesome. we had about eight. What we were drinking in Newcastle's. We had Maybe. eight each, I think. Maybe that's, that's good. funny. And then, yeah, I
2: turned in an expense report for my Houston trip today. That the the alcohol was twice as much as the food on the on the receipt.
0: As it should be.
1: Yeah. Really. Was, I mean, a great that's night. called that's called sales. Have they never seen Mad Men? That's sales. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, if if anyone's in College Station, go to Harvey Washbangers. It's a burger joint. Great beer wow. selection, great hamburgers,
1: good stuff. So it's wash bangers, yeah. not wall bangers? Washbangers, yeah.
2: It's a it's a laundry mat, brew pub. Oh nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice,
0: nice. Yeah, it's worth the drive oh. out of Houston. When's uh, Consum World? Is that coming up soon? June. Uh, last About week of month? June. Yeah. About a month. So I'm you going, guys are both gone? Well sort of. Yes, to I will be now. there. Sort of. You have to be okay. home at like 6 p.m. every night. Like 10. 10. But I'll be there, I think, So if you Saturday, Saturday
2: through Thursday. Or...
1: No, I just need to sleep. Well, what happened? You had a wedding, though. Didn't you have to do something like that?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to be there Saturday through Thursday.
1: Where, at the convention or at the wedding? At the convention. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I won't be there Friday and Saturday. Yeah, well, you'll be there for the uh, social. We'll do the advance after mm-hmm. that social.
2: Yeah. I think Ralph and I are playing Vietnam on Monday.
1: I thought somebody offered you to stay over. They offered you a room to stay over. Did they? Didn't somebody want Yeah, somebody offered you. I think who's coming down. I can't remember. You might want to use that for the social night. <laughs> oh, Cause, maybe because we're going to be playing some Mexican.
2: Well, Ralph said he was looking for a looking for a roommate, but with right. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: He goes. I wouldn't There's... do that if I were you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's gonna be a lot of gildies there.
0: You don't have an, an analogy to chloroform, do you? No. No, no, no. no it, just a little rash, but you know it clears up. It's all good. It's all good. If,
1: if it's been established that if Jason wakes up with his underwear on backwards. He won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> <how they> <laughs>
0: yeah. So I'm all bitter about that. But uh, 2016, I've got it planned already. I'm there. Whatever. Go oh, fuck off.
2: And I'm I'm putting a. I, hopefully, it's the last week in May, because I can, I can jive that a little bit easier. My okay. wife's like, yeah, it's my birthday, but whatever. No. Um,
0: June gets busy for some reason. But do they change mm-hmm. the dates every year, or is it pretty good? No, it used to be May, June, right? No, it was,
2: but it was May last, last couple It was days. May last year. The last oh. two years, it was May. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I guess for the, because, you know, so many teachers are, designers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So he pushed it back to to be in June. And it'll probably be June next year, but I'm I'm gonna try to put a kibosh on anything else happening
0: that week. Yeah. And then GMT West how many days oh, is that like how many days is worth going for that? Like two to three. Okay. It's usually like a
1: Thursday through a Saturday or like and Friday? That seems Tuesday. to be something that's
0: worth going to. Like from what what for the deals. We've seen That's on the Guild and everything and some of the posts that have been done. it's. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm going I, to the fall one.
0: Is that October? Yeah, yep. I'm yeah. going fall. And, fall to fall. But then real. eventually... Well, you I you think, have like I think, Consum World in, in the spring and, and, and GMP right. in the fall. Hmm. But eventually
1: I think Game On might be the one I do... I don't know. That sounds like that one. Up be in good Washington? Much. Yeah, there's so many... Was well, that the one up, up in Seattle? Yeah, yeah. That sounds like I it's will, awesome.
0: uh, Well, as our... you know. I uh, I lived in Vancouver, British Columbia, for a long time, so all you uh, Seattle yeah. guildies and, and, and Mike, you from Portland, whatever, um, <laughs> know how close it is. Uh, Seattle's a great town. And uh, judging by the thread that got started for game on it, seems like that's a fucking awesome time. I'm wondering if that's better than GMT even. It could be, the, the but you yeah. get deals at GMT.
1: That's the advantage. Yeah, yeah. get killer deals. Roof, so... Yeah. But the partying's better at game on, I think. Yeah. But
3: but, but the, training jam, at the,
0: the training jamming is off the scale. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But Dave, you're a Missouri guy, right? Sure. So so there's some something going on in Missouri right now. Mitch is there. No, never been so that. No, not there. no. No? No, dude. Geekway Ge- to the West. Geekway? Yeah, we can go out to that. All right.
1: Sounds like a Euro convention. Too far. I mean, GMT West I can drive to. That's the advantage there. Yeah. In fact, both conventions I can drive to. So yeah, I drive to both of them.
0: So all right, boys. Seattle too.
1: Let's let Jason get some
0: sleep. Yeah. No kidding. All right. right. Guys, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on again.
1: And way to go for Dave. Let's congratulate Dave for putting up with all the Canadian jamming. Because
0: (laughs) honestly, yeah. Jeff might be the last... guy stuck game with it. Left on. I don't think we're going to let anyone The amount of respect in. I get, the amount of respect I get, you know... <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm on the B team, guys. Hey, you're on the C team, the Canadian team. At least,
1: at least you call. Yeah. We called.
0: We called, <laughs> I answered. Yeah, that's fine. You answered the call. Man. That's right. Am I ever right, on guys. this podcast again? I think yes. I'm, I'm, I'm 0 for two on shitty podcasts. No, you have my vote.
1: Every yeah, time it's, I'm it's, on,
0: something goes you, wrong. You play debatable. along.
1: It's debatable how shitty it was. We'll have to well, see once Jason analyzes all the sound files. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll get her cleaned up. It's either Fine. shitty or it's really fucking good. Well, usually it's both, but yes. whatever. That's what they say. <laughs> I, I'm no judge because the ones
1: that I hate are usually the most popular, and the ones yeah. that I think are awesome nobody ever talks about.
3: <laughs> They're like, oh,
1: listened. Yeah, right. It's like the worst received ones, some of the yeah. best ones. <laughs> All right, boys, I'm out. All right, guys.
0: bye right, guys. Thanks.
3: Visit us at http colon slash slash baldgamegeek.com slash guild slash 1660 or contact us at advance at gmail.com. Oh, no worries. So,
1: uh, does this sound too soft on the mic or is it okay? No, it sounds good. Okay. Yeah,
2: and I just listened to our first bit and it's recording and everything was good.
1: Well, I'm going to start recording. I got. What do you use to record?
2: That's just called MP3 Skype recorder.
1: Yeah, I've got call recorder. Oh wow! I tried recording uh, uh, when Ralph and I played Vassal, and then I realized how drunk I was.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> always fun. Yeah, so I actually had to move my. Computer into the room that I. I. Uh, I. I. I, I didn't do everything. Unplugged the computer, the Mac, mm-hmm. bring it in here. It's on the floor. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous.
2: Is it like a lapel mic or is it a headset?
1: No, the, my. The computer. It's, it's on the floor. I've got a, a tripod microphone next to me and I've got a headset that plugs into it. Very fancy. I'm not sure it works. If any of this is gonna work,
2: I think when you're not right on top of it, though, is when it's quiet.
1: Oh, like when I turn like this. Yeah, it gets a little muffled. That's weird. Did you think? It, I guess I just have to. I get into it here. If I can put it in front of me more, that's less likely to happen. I guess I don't need a step stool. How's that? I think that's good i just kind of stay in front of the thing so you can hear me pretty clearly.
2: Um, it's still a little bit soft, but it's clear. I was getting muffled yeah, before when you're moving around.
1: There's any, I, I guess like you have to have it like literally like a microphone, like I'm in a studio. It's ridiculous. I think so. Yeah, like Get right, right up on it. Like when I'm like this is. Yeah, that's good. Or is it still soft? No, that's good. Wow, this is starting to feel too much like work. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, it's like, I think I paid like 45 bucks for the microphone. Yeah, that's not bad. They said it was decent, so... Let's see. I like it. Yeah, so on the call recorder, I can see the input and I can see the output, like when you talk, so...
2: Okay, so it's monitoring the levels and all that. Yeah. Very fancy.
1: I'm not sure if they're balanced or anything. I, don't, I have no idea. It's it's the free version of it. I went to Jason style, and I refused to pay yep. the money for it. So yeah. It's a good move. All right, so I'm going to run the quiz again, basically. Okay. You know, the same quiz? Oh, yeah. That's a good no idea. One, no one heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: No spoilers. Should we get him in here?
1: Yeah, let me just close my door real quick so I don't get interrupted. You know, I actually have one. That I actually bought like a larger tripod. It's ridiculous. I'm starting to
3: find too much money over <laughs>
2: Uh, on top of all the convention fees and all that stuff, too.
1: So this is good right like where I am? Right up. where you are, yep. What if I talk like this? Can you still hear me? Yeah, that's, it's still good. Okay, good, because i got it basically right in front of me. Okay, cool. cool. I'm ready. It doesn't show him
2: as signed in, but hopefully the call goes through. Nope. areas
1: I guess if I did all this I could just sit in front of the stupid computer <laughs> at some point I don't know like I, I just don't have a good place in my house where I can really do it without kids wandering by or
0: yeah so, hi, guys. Hello. Hey, Jeff. So, so, do you know what I just walked into? What? I just connected and all I heard Dave say is, I don't really have a good place in my house to do it without the kids wandering by. <laughs> That's all I heard. Dave, we need to talk about this babysitting slash parenting thing.
1: Uh, I think they're the words are synonymous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Just semantics. Yeah, apparently. What are you drinking today? What do you got, Jeff? I got I got two on the go right now. I have a glass of scotch. It's probably a, a triple or quadruple. Nice. I can't be asked to go back upstairs and mm-hmm. get the bottle. And I just poured a nice pint of uh, Boddington's Pub Ale. Oh, that's good stuff. It is that good, is good. Stuff, Yeah. yeah.
2: Did you get, like, the four-pack? Yes, I did. Pint cans. Got to love a pint can.
0: And, and I have a pro- proper pint glass that I stole from some pub in college that pub. I still have after all these years. So. I have a couple of those. Yeah. So,
1: so, so Jeff, we're going to be trying out my uh, fancy new sound setup. I have, Ooh, I don't know if you notice an incredible improvement in quality, but believe me, it's very uncomfortable. So
0: <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so hopefully it, it will be an improvement. I'm sure I'm, uh, I'm talking into my iPod. That's about, uh, that's high tech. As <laughs> yeah,
1: you're, you're probably going to have the best sound on the show. Yeah, he sounds pretty pretty good.
3: Yeah, so my new headset
2: might be a little bit too freeing. I'm going to be able to move around a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. We're, I'm recording.
1: Did you, you have a cold or something, Jason?
2: Yeah, I went to Houston this week, and, man, I, I got back. I barely slept while I was there. We were working crazy hours, and then we went out, um, Tuesday night to get beers and burgers an hour and a half out of town. <laughs> we went up to college, college station to this, uh, hamburger place up there and got in at one and I had to get up at five to get on the plane and woke up Thursday. It just felt like shit. Just, and it's still lingering. So yeah, I'm gonna be all sultry voiced. Ooh. Yeah. After hours. A, C after dark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nice. Alright Jeff, you ready? You ready to go, Jeff? I'm ready to go. Now uh do you like how I sound
0: right now? You sound beautiful.
1: Do I sound very clear and and, and expensive? I very should sound easy. expensive.
0: Sound- <laughs> yes. To be on Sirius or something like that.